uh, we'll figure it out. But uh, yes, thank you so much, everyone, for coming to join us. We actually have a full show for you uh, as it stands right now because a lot of news actually dropped this week. It did a, a lot. A lot of Suicide Squad news. Yes, there's a very, very heavy Suicide Squad bent to this episode, everybody. Yes. <laughs> So we hope you like that. And uh, our first piece of news actually involves Tom Taylor finally announced this week. He had been teasing it previously, but now we know 100% for sure that, yes, he will be the man penning the brand new Suicide Squad series because the book has been canceled, actually, for a bit. And it's actually coming back in a big way with what I would say is a triple star writer. It is, yeah. It, it's definitely got me interested in the book now, uh, mm. since I wasn't interested in that at all because it was, it was really just a book that was basically a Harley Quinn book. It was very unreadable. It never crossed over with anything. It yep. never mattered. They never gave it the time of day. But here it actually looks like they are going to give it the time of day because, I mean, why else would you put such a big star like Tom Taylor on it? Of course, as I sit and think to myself, oh, yeah, he's a good choice for the book. Why didn't they put him on Batman or Superman, though, or one of the Trinity? I'm like, ooh, because he's probably not exclusive with DC, and they probably don't want to put that in the hands of someone who's not exclusive. Then again, I actually don't think Gail or uh, G. Willow Wilson is exclusive, and she's writing uh, Wonder Woman right now, so who the hell knows? Yeah, as well as, like, Tom King is the person you call if you want to kill characters off. Yeah, it yeah, seems, because all his stories are about killing characters off. He's very good at it, as we've seen from Injustice and everything else, so maybe Tom Taylor is the man for this job. Uh, the team lineup is interesting as it stands right now, but this is the Suicide Squad, so it is definitely bound to change. Mm -hmm. And In fact, they promise, yep, the team is going to change regularly, as it did in the Ostrander era, when you all like it. Uh, leading the charge is Deadshot, who I think officially now edges out Boomerang for being on more incarnations of the team than anyone else. <laughs> he's pretty close. He's pretty close there. If not, he's tied with boomerang i know they were very very close there harley quinn because again the suicide book suicide squad book continues to be <laughs> a harley quinn vehicle despite the fact that she's only been a member of the team for like five years for, yeah take, from the new 52 <laughs> from the new 52 keeping with new 52 members as well king shark is also on the team which is surprising mm -hmm. Because King Shark was only on the Suicide Squad in the new 52 as a holdover gimmick from Secret Six because Secret <laughs> Six was actually selling better and actually had a book when the Suicide Squad didn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I find that very, very funny that uh that he's sticking around they're rounding out the team we've got the we've got the jobbers basically the people who are bound to die at one point or another we got Cavalier a character that I totally forgot exists. <laughs> He'll it's die crazy. in the first page, in the first panel, before the even oh, yeah, book which... is open. You die on the cover. Oh, yeah, which <laughs> happens all the time. He's got a sword. I don't see him lasting very long. We got Magpie, who, Magpie, yeah. all right, fairly well-known D-list Batman villain, uh, mm -hmm. had a couple cartoon appearances, is actually going to be in the next issue of the Tom King Batman book. Okay. I know, very strange. Magpie, all right magpie she's basically a poor woman's cat woman is what she is she's a female yeah. thief who wears black and steals shiny things like a yeah. real magpie yeah yeah and uh then we got zebra man which is another <laughs> one of those weird like <laughs> look how well i know my continuity here you go we got we got zebra man yeah yeah he'll he'll, he'll die straight away as well but yeah a, a lot of the team is like looks like it was meant to die but i do find it funny that like their advertising is like no one is safe and I'm like no one is safe except for harley quinn and floyd lawton 
because they're the only two recurring masks. Although, you know what? I could see them killing off Deadshot to send a message where it's like, look, he's been on every incarnation of the team, and now he's dead. We promise no one is safe, except for Harley, the fourth pillar of our company, much like Batman, <laughs> Superman, Wonder Woman are always safe. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I could see that as well, but at the same time, it would be one of those deaths where it's like, they're only dead for this run, whereas they'd appear in other books probably because DC continuity at the moment is a joke. It really is. Well, we'll talk more about Deadshot when we get to Detective Comics this week, but given how they treat him in that book, I wouldn't be shocked at all if they just killed him off to send a message. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, looks interesting. I definitely want to check this one out, and mm -hmm. I mean, there's fewer and fewer DC books recently that I want to check out, but you know what? They got yeah. me in. Yep. They got me with this one. And keeping with the Suicide Squad news, we move on to the Suicide Squad movie news. Uh, oh, uh, we got a uh, another follower there, uh, Annie and Jay Dialot. I know them. I've been on their show. Nice, nice. Welcome, yeah. people. Welcome. Yeah. I, I, I swear I'm not going to stop every minute and look at the chat, everyone, but in between <laughs> the news and what we read this week, I promise I'll have a look at you. So if, we're, if we don't get to you right away, I swear we're not ignoring you. But, but the best way to make us recognize you is if you drop money in the chat, because then we get a little <laughs> ding-ding reminder. We do. Can't ignore you then. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we got James Gunn's Suicide Squad, and I love they're not calling it Suicide Squad 2 or not, Suicide this Squad is a Revolution. It's a reboot. <laughs> straight up restart fresh start with some of the same actors from the first one but all right sure yes, whatever we, we get the uh, the always great joe kinnaman back as rick flag Re remember rick flag the the heart of the team everyone uh, vaguely <laughs> i only really remember joel kinnaman because his name is also joel so i can't really forget it <laughs> But yeah, Kinnaman's back, Margot Robbie is back, because once again, Suicide Squad seems to be a Harley Quinn vehicle more than mm -hmm. anything else. Yeah, I really did think she was coming back. I thought it's like she has her own franchise now. In the Birds of Prey, she won't be coming back for this, but she is indeed they're, coming back They're going to shoe shoehorn her in everything. Even like Birds of Prey, a team she's never been on, they'll shoehorn her into that. I mean, she'd never been on the Suicide Squad either, yeah. and now apparently we can't see it without her. Yeah. Margot Robbie's been busy, too. Apparently, she also wants to make a Tank Girl movie. Yeah, she's got, like, her own uh, production company and everything, and uh, she's looking to make a Tank Girl movie. You, you kind of got to love and respect the power Margot Robbie has in Hollywood now, because things <laughs> she like just, you know... Just happen. Just, just happen. They just appear into existence. She's like, I want to make a Tanya Harding movie. I like that story. And she made it, and it was really fucking good, actually. I like Tank Girl. I want that to be a thing. Greenlit. Can, can Marco Robbie like some of the things I like so they can get turned into things? <laughs> uh, again, I'm trying to think of what a funny joke would be like. Last year, it would have been like, I like Young Justice. Can we get a season three of this? And they'd be like, yep. <laughs> yeah, her production company is making it for some reason. Uh, I like Firefly. Can we get a second season of that? Whatever you want, Marco <laughs> Robbie. Harley Quinn is in it now for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> You're rich and famous and oh so pretty, and we want to give you everything you want. <laughs> You're a modern-day Cleopatra. Please do not abuse this power. <laughs> but yeah, so we got all the returning cast. Uh, <laughs> Viola Davis is back. Good for her, because she's one of the few things that, like, undeniably worked about that first Suicide Squad movie. Yeah, yeah, she she was pretty good, uh, Amanda Waller, even though her, like, her stuff in the film, she didn't have much to do, but I suppose it's she Amanda Waller. Machine. Yeah, yeah, hopefully they can change that a little bit. Yeah, let's let's give her a little bit more to do. But then we got other ex exciting, exciting casties in there. 
Taika Waititi is going to be in yeah. this big up. He's, he's voicing Thor someone. Dragon. He is voicing someone. I, I, I'm just going to say, I think he's voicing King Shark. I think so, too. That like, Well, again, because, you know, King Shark in some of his origins has, like, a Polynesian Islander yeah. basis. So wouldn't that be funny? This yeah. big, terrifying shark creature the, speaks with a sweet New Zealand accent. Well, see, that's the thing. I hope they differentiate it from Korg, where it's not yeah. ba basically the same voice. He's just going to be Korg, yeah. But I'm fine with a King Shark who's just Korg, honestly, because that joke works. Yeah. I mean, they seem to be doing that joke across everything now in that Harley Quinn animated series. Ron Funches is going to be playing him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's a good voice. That, that's a good voice for King Shark. <laughs> Man, I, I'm loving him on Final Space this season, who, again, <laughs> playing a similarly huge, you think is going to have a gruff voice character. But no, he speaks like Ron Funches. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I'm just everybody's sweet friend. Uh, John Cena is also going to be in it. Yeah, I wonder who he's going to play. Yeah, I wonder too. Uh, a lot of people have said, you know, maybe he'll be a member of the Flag family. Uh, maybe mm -hmm. he'll be like Adam Smasher or something crazy like that. Yeah, maybe he'll be like, uh, what's his name? That the Clint Eastwood's son from the first one, who everyone thought was, was Dick Grayson, but was like a no-name soldier. <laughs> Right, he could very well be like a generic soldier dude. Man, I'd love it if he played something like, uh, oh god, who was the guy in the Ostrander run? He had like a dragon suit and could create tornadoes and he was a white supremacist. <laughs> um, I can't remember. His name is escaping me now, but he was just like, he's the sort of like weird offhand character that I bet yeah. James Gunn would love to work with. <laughs> Where it's like, hey John, you want to play a white supremacist? Okay. Yeah, it could be like a bit part, like how like Stallone was in like Guardians of the Galaxy two for like yeah. ten seconds. It's funny too that they did get a WWE superstar, but they didn't get Batista. Yeah, yeah. Well, wasn't he like rumored to be in it? But like when he when was. this whole deal with like Gunn leaving Guardians and everything, and I'm guessing he's busy. He's busy with that goddamn Zack Snyder zombie film or something. That's true. Maybe maybe it's a smokescreen, though. Maybe it's not really John Cena. Maybe it is Batista. <laughs> or maybe Batista is in the movie, but he's just a doctor or a guard at Bell Rev now. He doesn't actually yeah, have a big part. Like a cameo. He's just got a cameo. Who, who else was in there from the list? There was a lot of interesting people. Um, uh, We got the... We got... Uh, Jai Courtney is back as, as Captain Boomerang. Can't keep a good Courtney down, can you? He, he, much like his namesake, keeps coming back, Jai Courtney. You try and throw him far away, but he keeps coming back. Yeah, well, well to, to his credit, like, Boomerang was probably, like, the most, like, comic, well, like, accurate. comic accurate character in that film, as well as, like, he played him very well because he's basically just got to play himself. Pretty much. It was the role he was born to play. <laughs> But yeah, is there anyone else I'm missing here? I feel like I'm missing uh, people uh, here. Takuatiti. Uh, oh, Idris Elba. Idris Elba, who again, everyone was certain he was going to be replacing Will Smith because Will Smith is not returning. No. But no, apparently he's playing someone completely different. Yeah, people are theorizing he's playing Bronze Tiger. Who's like one of the other most prominent Suicide Squad members. I could see him do that. I could see him being the Tattoo Man. I could mm -hmm. see him being a lot of different people, actually. Yeah. Although, I think the Tattoo Man is actually in the first Suicide Squad thing. I think he's played by Common. Uh, oh, oh. And he's like, and he's like be... I think so, maybe? I thought he was just a no-name, because everyone thought he was Bronze Tiger, but he turned out not to be. Yeah, or may maybe people thought he was Tattoo Man and he wasn't, because they just like killed right. him off in like the first ten minutes. 
uh, Capaldi, the chat is saying that, oh yeah, yes, we got Peter, Peter Capaldi. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Who is he? We got a goddamn Doctor Who in here. <laughs> this is a, it's a damn good cast. It's a damn it good really cast. It really is. Peter Capaldi is the clock king. <laughs> well, we, pe people have se seen photos of him. He's like shaved his head. And um, oh. people are like, ooh, who's he going to play? Because the movie's rumored to begin soon. Yeah, he's egghead. <laughs> I would not put it past James Gunn to do that. Yeah, here we got some weird, like, Adam West characters in here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I would be fine. It's also one of those things, too, where it's like, look, obviously we're assuming a lot of these people are going to be members of the team. Some will probably only be here for cameos to die. Some will actually have bigger parts in the movie. We never stop to consider what if it's like the Suicide Squad versus another evil team. Yeah, that that would be interesting. I'd like to see, like, the Suicide Squad versus, like, a newer Suicide Squad, like, made not mm -hmm. by, like, Waller, but, like... A different Someone sect else. of the of the government that's like they're a bit better and the they suicide have, they squad have done that before yeah suicide squad has to fight them or something i like that where it's like look amanda you're fired someone else is taking maxwell lord is taking over this gig now yeah and uh refilling the team with his own people and waller's like that's fucking bullshit i'm gonna make my own <laughs> off the grid suicide squad with blackjack and hookers and we're gonna get my job back <laughs> Which, again, is a very Suicide Squad thing. And they'd be like, why do we want to help you, a man? It's like, because I'll fucking kill you if you don't. <laughs> this is all I have. <laughs> and that's so very sad. <laughs> yes. But, yeah, ne never did I think after the first one would I be like, yo, I'm excited for Suicide Squad. But, yo, I'm very excited for James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Yeah, I I'm interested to see how he's going to differentiate it from Guardians since the first Suicide Squad was literally like a ripoff of suicides of uh, guardians of the galaxy i know right he also says there's going to be music in it but it's going to be stylistically different from guardians yeah yeah so hopefully like more modernized music i guess because first right. guardians tried to emulate uh the first uh suicide squad tried to emulate guardians by putting like credence clearwater and 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 queen and all of that sort of stuff you know what the problem with it was? They were all really, really obvious and oh, really yeah. on the nose. And all in the first 10 minutes. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, here's Amanda Waller, and we're going to play Sympathy for the Devil, because later in the movie we will call her the Devil. <laughs> That's fine. And, you know, here, we'll play, uh, we'll play a little Kanye when uh, Deadshot Will Smith is on screen, because he seems to be channeling that energy right now. Yeah, the, the, the chat's saying that Nathan Fillion's going to be in the film as well. Ooh, yeah. Again, I think Nathan Fillion's going to be a cameo. I don't think oh, he's yeah, sticking he, around. He was a cameo in Guardians, so I think he'll just yes, be he that. Was. So, yeah. He's, he's Clayface. He's an actor just yeah. obsessed with himself and always changing his shape. I, I, I would like that. That'd, that'd actually be really cool. I would buy him as Basil Carlo. Uh, again, to quote Big Mouth, you know, oh, I, I kind of got this out of shape, uh, in shape, barrel chested guy thing going on right now. <laughs> so I would be very much like a 1930s character actor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that, that this one's really making me love that one. Yeah. It's really like, yep, yeah, this is this. This looks like we're going to be in for a fun time. It does. It looks really cool can't wait for the trailer and you know that's probably coming sooner rather than later because as we've seen with gun the dude can cut a trailer with almost nothing oh yeah he can uh all right from moving on from there we got a little bit of comic news and here's some shit i didn't think i'd be talking about today conan and moon knight a brand new crossover coming to marvel in december the serpent war so 
sign me up that that sounds cool i i'm kind of wishing that like we got a conan punisher story because their 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 uh, relationship in savage avengers is really cool makes sense though because moon knight obviously has all this mm-hmm. stuff tied to like you know gods and magic and weird extra dimensional beings so it makes sense to just throw him in there with conan but it's not just conan apparently when we weren't looking marvel actually got the rights to a bunch of other uh edgar rice burroughs uh works oh oh really yes that are now folding in uh solomon kane they now own him oh shit oh fuck. and he's gonna be he's gonna be in this crossover and dark agnes they own her too oh nice that's so cool so there's gonna be a whole cane of hers <laughs> that you didn't even know about and i think that's really cool i don't i, I forget who's right i think zub is writing some of this well, yeah yes, I, he yes. he's writing like the conan books at the moment right so he's got a piece of this and he says he's really excited to write solomon kane this is probably why he couldn't stick around on iron man because he got to write this yeah they probably like we're gonna buy all these characters for you and you do whatever you want with them. Which, man, hot damn to think if they make another Solomon Kane movie, it'll be a uh, Disney Marvel joint. Yeah, that's so weird. <laughs> and if they make another Conan movie, Disney Marvel's Conan. <laughs> nah, Conan would get a show. I don't think they would do a straight-up movie, even though he's been a successful movie before. I think they would do an app show where they could maybe get away with a little more. An app show might be a bit better. Yeah, again, where it's like, it, at least make it as violent and hard-edged as Mandalorians. Yeah. Probably couldn't have all the fucking that Conan normally has, but that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah you never know. You never know. You never know. They might. Isn't there like a thing for Disney Plus where it's like, we're not going to do R. We'll do everything up to R. Maybe. I'm not too sure. But then again, too, it's like, don't they also own Hulu and all these other things? Can't they just put it there? Yeah, well, in saying that, I think, like, some of the Hulu stuff is actually coming to Disney+, Plus because, like, people said, like, the Runaways and stuff are on, oh. is on Disney+, Plus, but that might be just because it's Marvel, and they have the Marvel Cinematic Universe section on there, and they might just add it to that. Right, 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 right. I know there was a thing, too, where just uh, the other day they announced, oh, you're going to get all of Gargoyles and all of this other stuff yeah. in there. Yeah, and And I'm just sitting there shaking my screen give me the whole disney afternoon give it all to me <laughs> sell me back my childhood so i can pay you top dollar for it <laughs> i want to i want to revisit goof troop and the dark wing duck and the original Ducktales. <laughs> and then you can also give me the other disney afternoon stuff that people forgot that wasn't that good like what was it the the quack pack where it was like yes. Huey, Dewey, and Louie when they were older and like you look back at this and like this was a bad idea yeah yeah that didn't last very long yeah, I can see why they uh, threw this under. <laughs> uh, what is it? Annie and Jay dial on the chat saying anything to a good adult will go to Disney Plus <laughs> Plus. <laughs> yeah, the newer streaming service. <laughs> yeah, it's an app on top of the app. Disney After Dark. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you know, they joke about that, but if they did that, people would totally fucking jump on that. Oh, yeah, like like their version of Adult Swim or something. Yeah, yeah, Disney Dark. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so there's your Conan news, everyone. That's just going to be pretty solid. Uh, also, too, from the world of DC right now, Year of the Villain, a brand new event spinning out of the pages of that. Hello Risen, written by James Tynan, and this is basically going to be continuing what we've seen with the Batman Who Laughs and his serum to convert people to the dark side. He's basically built an entire evil Justice League now, and they're going to be fighting Lex and the Legion of Doom and everyone else. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I'm definitely going to pick this up because it's James Tynan. He's been writing the mainline Justice League book with Scott Snyder and he's been doing a damn good job. So much to the point where like, I have to always check to see who's writing the issue because they write so well together. He's also been killing it on Justice League Dark mm-hmm. and just been putting in work forever. I'm glad to see him finally get to helm his own event. Yeah, and a big event as well. It's, it's like a pretty big event that's tied in with all these other things as well. It's, it's funny, you know, it's called Year of the Villain, but in the back of my mind, I keep calling it Month of the Villain, and I'm like, oh, no, wait, they're actually serious. It's going on for a whole goddamn year. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's weird because it's basically a retread of what they did in the New 52, except it's a year. It's stretched even longer now, and in the back of my mind, I'm like, God damn it, are we really, we're, we're really going back to, you know, the, the dark multiverse and the Batman who last, didn't, didn't he just get an event in a miniseries, and well, I guess he's the new hot commodity now, can't, can't yeah. stop this train. And he's technically the main villain in the Batman Superman book as well, and then he's all the infected so stuff that's coming out of that, and... <laughs> can't can't get rid of him oh we also got the rest of the team too it's donna troy and it's commissioner gordon and commissioner yeah. gordon it's it's great because we see on this cover they all kind of got updated costumes and everything yeah, yeah. gordon's is really interesting because he's basically because he's just a dude he's wearing what looks like a dr hurt mask and i'm like yeah. oh that's kind of fun yeah yeah that's like the only thing that's changed about him or apart from the fact that he's wearing like black trench coats now and he's yeah, yeah he just yeah. got like a mask on so like What's he going to do? Is he going to be, like, the mastermind a little bit? I guess. I mean, as we've seen before, like, again, as much as people don't like it, in the DCU era, when he got fucking shredded and got his own bat back <laughs> and started fighting crime, Gordon Gordon can tussle, man. Gordon can go for it. Yeah, I, I'd love if they brought that, that bat mech back. They did for a little bit there, in, like, the start of Rebirth in, in uh, Detective Comics. They did. Um, but, yeah, it'd be really cool if they, like, brought that back and he uses that. Tynan is writing it. Tynan studied under Snyder, and Snyder invented it. So probably. Oh, I hope so. And he gets the batarang gun again, and. Oh yeah. Well, only now it just fires bullets. (laughs) No, no. Oh, now it fires like those those nth metal batarangs. Oh, the ones that are all barbed and shit. Oh, I like and turn turn people into the dark versions of themselves. Oh, I like this a lot. See, I like that too because again, even Snyder brings this up at the end of his series, where it's like, look, if anyone loved Gotham more than batman it would be gordon yeah now take yeah. all that love invert it turn it into hate and what do you got yeah oof, oof. Oh, you got an actually pretty scary villain yeah it also makes me wonder like what's going to happen with james now since like he uh, was kind of on the mend at the end of uh batman who laughs series so is like he going to help like batman and i guess superman and all these people deal with that or is he going to be the be- one to confront his father yeah, continuing his, like, turn to be a good guy and everything. Yeah, that would be something. Or, hey, you know what? He can become the new Nightwing because Nightwing's not Nightwing anymore. That's true. Although he might be Nightwing very soon, though, because they seem to be kind of wrapping that up a little bit, I think. They seem to. They made him a Talon, which it's funny. Uh, apparently that's going to stick for a while because his new Talon costume actually shows up in Justice League when uh, Luther gets all the villains together. Oh, really? Yes, you know, because he's got a big, stupid owl head that looks uglier than anything we've ever seen. (laughs) Which only strengthens my theory that they're secretly, well, not so secretly, trying to fuck Dick Grayson. (laughs) (laughs) Look, you're going to think your name is Rick and you're going to stop being Nightwing. Okay, well, now you're going to be Nightwing, but you're still going to be Rick. Okay, now you're going to be a talent, but you're going to have the ugliest talent costume imaginable. (laughs) 
which is extra depressing because they have drawn like what ifs of what his talent costume would look like and it looks mm -hmm. great yeah yeah it does so they actively went out of their way to make it look bad <laughs> yeah well you, you've got to fuck the dick grayson because he he dan didio doesn't like legacy characters yeah damn him for existing and damn <laughs> him for being so popular that we can't cancel him <laughs> the way i want to <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that would be crazy if uh, James Gordon Jr. is like, I'm Nightwing now. Yeah, that would be really crazy. That would be pretty it cool, would, though. It'd be really cool. It would be cool, and in the back of my mind, it's like, wow, so you took Dick out of his like classic position, and you put an actual reformed serial killer in it. Amazing. <laughs> and it's still somehow better. <laughs> and it's like, well, it's better than Rick, I guess. <laughs> uh all right what else we got going on here uh speaking of things we don't like and crazy editorial decisions that make us scratch our head and go wah uh superman apparently is going to reveal his secret identity to the world this fall from bendis and also greg rucka yeah again again did did we not <laughs> just do this <laughs> literally like the last like 10 issues of the new 52 run of superman and action comics was about mm -hmm. this <laughs> And did we not just in 2017 with Superman Reborn put this genie back in the bottle in like an actually satisfying way? Yeah, yeah, and now we're completely undoing it all. It's it's great to know, and I mentioned this last time, that with that Rogel Czar reveal, it's officially just about a year uh, since Bendis took over Superman because he started writing Man of Steel in mm -hmm. September last year, and now yeah. we're in September again. Mm -hmm. So it's great to know only a year later, and Bendis is completely creatively <laughs> bankrupted out of ideas for Superman. It's gonna reveal his identity, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's where you go with this character. You know, what else do you do? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Fuck him. <laughs> Uh, if there's one silver lining in this, it's that when they talked about this, they say that Greg Rucka is involved in this mm -hmm. too. And I'm like, okay, did they finally make Bendis accept a co-writer? That sounds like it. Cause if, if Rucka's involved, it, it could be good. It could be at least somewhat compelling. Yeah. Cause yeah. he's, cause he's writing Lois Lane. Lois, the Lois Lane book is really great. It's really exactly. great. Um, Even and just in general, to give him a sounding board, to give yeah, him someone yeah. to be like, no, no, Brian, that doesn't well, make sense. No, Brian. Well, you look at like uh, Naomi, he had a co-writer on that and that book was, was brilliant. It was fantastic yeah. and it worked. And then you look at like compared to his Superman book and it's just like on that book, he's allowed to do whatever the fuck he wants, it seems. And he's got no one to tell exactly. him no, so... So yeah, like again, I I quit Superman after the Rogelzar thing. <laughs> I might I might pick it up in fall if it's true and Ben just has a co-writer. It will be interesting to see if they reveal it through the Lois Lane book. Um, it sounds like it might actually. Yeah. Well, it might go through like all of the books like somehow. Which that worries me too. Where I'm like, oh no, are they gonna? Because between like uh, that cover that they had to recall of like Lois, like, oh, I'm gonna kill you, Superman, with the kryptonite. Mm -hmm. I'm like, don't, don't make this Lois's fault again. Please again, don't yeah. throw this at the feet of Lois. Because people forget when he got outed at the end of the New Fifty Two, it was Lois who was kind of sort of forced to do it. But again, mm -hmm. you lost a lot of sympathy for New Fifty Two Lois because they're just like meh. Yeah, yeah, they 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 shifted all the blame to her. So I imagine that's what they're doing again it it's it kind of seems like it though at the same time it's like why would she do it this time like what's yeah. the reason this time uh, leviathan i don't fucking know <laughs> it's it's just ugh. 
Yeah, it just. Uh, like, are they going to turn him into Doomsday next? <laughs> oh, I know. As we continue to tick down the ideas, and I'm sure Brian Michael Bendis is like, no one's done this before, right? Oh yeah, it's like this is new. I'm going to do it in a new way, and like, no, you're not. <laughs> no, 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 you're not. not. No, you're not. Yes, I am. Also, I sent his son to the future. Deal with it. <laughs> in a book, I'm probably going to write more about than Superman. So don't be shocked if I'm off Superman soon. Yeah, how weird is that? I hate this kid and I want him out of this book. Oh, but I'm going to write his adventures in the future, though. <laughs> well, he's surrounded by characters who like who he he's interested in. Yeah, it's so it's so strange his approach to this. It really is. And when I see stuff like this, I'm like, it's fine. Don't worry. I'm just going to get a crisis in two years anyway. And in fact, wouldn't it be crazy if judging by his young justice, where it's like, ah, yes, the seven crises. What if another crisis happened? Imagine if this was Bendis's long game where he's like, look, DC fans don't want crises because they find them creatively bankrupt. Well, what if I fuck up things you like so much and so <laughs> that thoroughly? You want one. <laughs> you'll be begging old Brian B to do a crisis just to get you back. Everything back to zero. I could, I could definitely see that. I don't know whether it would be so much his his idea, but more like like the editorial, like Dan Didio yeah. and all those guys. It's like fuck it up so much, Brian, so that we have to have a crisis because crises apparently do well in trades and stuff. Man, I can see Didio sitting on his throne at DC Comics, <laughs> feeling like super Machiavellian, like, you know, he's got a cigar and smoke is wifting through the room, <laughs> and he's just sitting there pensing his fingers like Mr. Burns, and he's like, I'm putting you all in a box. You won't <laughs> see the box until you're already inside it. <laughs> <laughs> And then somewhere Jim Lee's drawing, it's like, you're scaring me again, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> and Jeff Johns is like, can I come back in the room? Guys, no, back to your cage. <laughs> yeah, actually, f finish Shazam. Oh, wait, we're going to postpone it 20 more weeks. <laughs> again. And Jeff Johns is like, mm, I've got half a mind to go leave for Marvel right now. You won't do it because you want to work on the film and TV side. Damn it, they've got me. <laughs> But yeah, so that's what we can look forward to in Superman, I guess. If you've quit reading Superman, everyone, I can't blame you. I no. quit it and, and probably won't pick it up again until fall. I, I don't blame you either because it's getting, it's it's not, it's almost, it's, it's at that tipping point. Whereas if something bad happens in the next issue, it's almost as bad as the new 52 stuff. It's, yeah, again, which people forget we were we basically we read nothing of it in the new 52 because you never had to because nothing of it mattered no. it was all shit they were gonna throw out anyway shit they did eventually throw out yeah and it only became like semi-decent once jeff johns got hold of the book but that mm. by that time it was like near the end and they're like ah oh, we're moving on we're going into into rebirth and everything so they had to wrap it up quickly ironically and we've said this before the best new 52 superman story is super league the last story they told where new 50 superman was dying yeah yeah <laughs> and he had to get together with everyone and the other version of himself that people actually liked was the superman everyone remembered <laughs> And New 52 Superman only redeemed himself in death, like only in his last couple pages did yeah. he feel like the real Superman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very it's very funny. And uh, speaking of Superman, there's actually big sweeping changes for the entire Superman family line. Uh, what is it? Uh, uh, the old writer of Supergirl uh, is out. Who was that? Uh, Andrako. Uh, Mark Andrako, yes. Mark Andrako is out. 
probably pulling his no hair out after he realized <laughs> that nothing he did on Supergirl ultimately mattered. Uh, in it's the su- it's such a shame because like you read, especially like the like it was fine up until like the book started crossing over with Bendis' stuff because then you could tell him like because the the book basically became like a second part of Superman where it's like we're just going to retell the same stories and you're going to get two pages to do your own thing and it's it's in those two pages and Draco tried his best to like like make Um, sense of everything and try and make something compelling and for his to his credit he did a pretty decent job at that but yeah he was still hampered by what all, all the shit Bendis was doing He's gone, and I'm sure he's even more hitting his head against the table where it's like, <laughs> Brian, we we had a deal. I would write Supergirl and make sense of your nonsense, and in return, you would take my created character, Manhunter, reestablish her in Leviathan, make her a big deal so I could write the ongoing. Sorry, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I make her a huge part of Leviathan, but it's super boring, and no one's going to want to read about her after I'm done, so I guess you're fucked yeah yeah it's it's so strange and it's, it's really funny because like his most recent issue of, of supergirl ended with uh kara back on earth and now we're and that's when she learns she's now back at that time where in the leviathan special she returned to earth and found out the danvers had been killed oh, so now we're right. at that we're at that point so they're quite far behind um so now she's going to get involved with leviathan even though <laughs> event leviathan is almost over <laughs> amazing fucking amazing yeah, it's, it's it's so shocking. Wow, it, wow, it sucks that Supergirl had to suffer more for Bendis' sins than just oh, he wasn't even writing the yeah, book. Yeah, I know. The book yeah, yeah, she she oh, it was it was awful. It was awful. But yeah, but yes, it's not Mark Andreco's problem anymore. He's no. out come December, and Jody Hauser is in. Yeah, that's really cool. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what she's going to do there. I'm wondering whether she's going to pick up like where his story leaves or just like go like now we're gonna do start like something new (laughs) it it sounds like new writer fresh start and i hope where it's like okay so supergirl remember how we said we'd bring it closer to the superman book and that'd be great well let's put it over here now (laughs) where it can hopefully do better maybe get a little bit more uh eyes on it due to the success of the show because that will be coming back soon Mm -hmm. as well yeah it's very strange and i'm I'm intrigued to see what they're going to do with it because they they can't really do National City stuff because that was done in the Steve Orlando part of this, the first part of this uh, run. Uh, so it'll feel like it might be aping that. Can't send her to space because that was like New 52 stuff. Nope, did it. So like, what are you going to do with her? That's just the life and times of Supergirl in general in DC comic books. She has <laughs> always been a woman without a planet, a yeah. series adrift. Remember, remember when she was like a clone and a fire mm-hmm. angel and like all this other stuff? Yeah, she became a Red Lantern for a spell there. Her, her book is just constantly, hey, Supergirl, can you do something that you haven't done before? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you'll find another character who is so consistently printed and yet has such an inconsistent status quo. <laughs> it is very strange. And you, just you think someone would be able to lock something down for her that's like definitive because she's like a Superman family character. You've got all this like stuff you could do with her, but nothing's like been done. It's true. It's it's the damnedest, damnedest thing mm-hmm. that Supergirl is always having to be this long-suffering character. And then it's even more fucked up, too, where it's like, yeah, Supergirl, but I like Power Girl more, her Earth 2 <laughs> counterpart, who is the same but is different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the damned—it's just hell being 
being her it really really is <laughs> uh all right what else do we have going on after that uh, oh our, our last piece of news uh, the, the dc solicitations came out everyone if you couldn't tell and this uh, this is why we're talking about all this new stuff coming down the pipeline but uh oh everyone's favorite crazy uncle frank miller <laughs> stuck his head out from the abyss and said dark knight returns the golden child coming soon <laughs> who, who asked for this who was that one person that 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 frank miller heard like in a drunken mm-hmm. stupor say i want a sequel to dark knight 3 and he's decided to do it you, you know what it is it's clearly the fact that to do like master race they promised him where it's like look we really want one for the anniversary we really need one to balance the books do this with azarella azarella will do most of the work and we promise we'll let you write your own down the line and that's what this is <laughs> yeah it kind of well maybe he's like i would do a superman book so you can do it you can do a superman black label book but you have to write a sequel for this you that's also likely to where it's like look even though there have been more bad dark knight returns books than good dark knight returns books at this point uh they still always make money because everyone apparently thinks that you'll make lightning strike again even though you haven't made it strike the yeah. last five mm-hmm. times yeah the the six times the charm joe six six times the golden Child. which again i cannot hear the name the golden child without instantly thinking of the eddie murphy yeah, eddie movie, murphy I'm movie. Like, <laughs> and i'm like is eddie murphy gonna be batman now is that the new black batman they talked about in 2020 <laughs> yeah they're actually making eddie murphy batman in real life <laughs> they're gonna kill his parents <laughs> they're gonna move the into like a shitty cotton. city <laughs> let's see if it pays off and i mean yeah okay i guess it's nice to see carrie finally you know take up the reins of batman or batwoman as the case may be because that's always where it was kind of headed but at the same Mm -hmm. time too it's like i don't i don't know if i want to see 70 year old crazy as a shithouse rat frank miller trying to you know tackle what it means to be a woman in this day and age yeah oh well he he knows he's got his hand his his wrinkly old skeletal hand on the pulse (laughs) oh he's got his wrinkly old skeletal hand somewhere (laughs) and it ain't on the pen and it ain't on the keyboard uh but apparently as well it's going to be more based around the superman family as well because uh thanks to master race we've got uh jonathan kent there now and um uh superman's daughter i i can't remember her name lara or something yeah the one who's half amazon and the one who yeah. almost ruined everything yeah yeah they're going to be a big part of this book as well because it's set just enough time where jonathan kent's powers are starting to develop cool i guess <laughs> cool question mark I, I swear I've given all these Frank Miller things a chance, and I swear I've also always quit after, like, one where I'm like, that's enough, I'm good. Yeah, well, see, that's the thing. Like, you, you like, read his, like, current Superman book, uh, Year One, and it's like, this is this is pretty good. Like, it's pretty reserved for Frank Miller, and he's, like, kind of understands the character. It's like, where was this Frank Miller, like, all those years ago? It, like, where'd he like, go? yeah, it... Yeah, like that Black Label Superman book, it is the best thing he's written in a while, but at the same time, too, in the back of my mind, I'm like, this feels disingenuous of you, Frank Miller. This feels like you putting yourself through a filter where it's like you're trying very hard to push the crazy down, and so all of this feels very plastic. (laughs) He was sober when he wrote that. (laughs) He was sober when he wrote it where, you know, I like Sin City and I like Dark Knight Returns and his original uh, Daredevil because it was raw and gritty and like Frank Miller trying to even sand off his own points. 
feels weird, but it's like, well, when he doesn't sand it off, though, you just get pure nonstop crazy, like holy terror, and no one wants to read that. It's just like, dude, <laughs> can, can you just retire? And can I not just keep the memories? Why do you have to keep coming back <laughs> and making me sad every couple of years? Uh, even even when he's long dead, they're going to be announcing books he's writing. <laughs> Oh yeah, you know, from from his sock drawer we have <laughs> scripts that we're writing. <laughs> or it's like it's like at least stop doing superhero stuff. Like do like you used to do create your own shit. Like do do Ronin twenty twenty seven. Do do, do like, we really want his creator own shit? Remember Holy Terror? <laughs> Uh, fuck yeah when you try well he originally wrote that as a batman story and dc's like oh no this is much too racist we can't do this <laughs> it's like fine i'll make my own series with blackjack and hookers <laughs> look look frank how about you just rewrite robocop 3 again how about that how about you just do us another take <laughs> yeah, third on third time's the charm you know people forget he did robocop 3 which man he did robocop 2 as well Yes, he did. That's hard to believe looking back on that. <laughs> is it though? Is it? <laughs> no, not really, because that third one is just a wash in Orientalism. So yeah, this definitely <laughs> feels like this man wrote this. <laughs> but yeah, so Golden Child coming soon. A book I'm not going to read, but I'm going to love it when uh, Matt reads it or when Comic <laughs> Pop does a full version of it. Sometimes a book <laughs> like that comes out and it's like ooh, i don't want to read that i'm gonna love watching someone else <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll probably definitely read it when when it comes out in 10 years or so oh live to rock 23 reminds me of the thing he did xerxes yeah did xerxes ever oh, come yeah. out the origin story about xerxes I from think 300 it, i think it did but like no one gave a shit <laughs> yeah i don't remember I like I... I remember hearing about it and then like when it was announced and then that was it which I guess that's why he doesn't do creator-owned things anymore. I guess. I guess that's why. Because <laughs> he writes Xerxes and nobody cares. <laughs> Which, again, Xerxes is like, hey, you know this really problematic version of this real historical character that I wrote that has nothing to do with actual real history? Well, now I'm going to do his origin. <laughs> Like, seriously, if you read any history of the real Xerxes, he was actually, like, a really chill dude and, like, an actually really good leader. No, weird pervert guy yeah weird giant pervert played by the dude from lost <laughs> which is hard to believe looking back on is that dude in anything anymore where did that dude go i have no idea where did most of the cast of lost go <laughs> i don't know I they're, they're all lost they're all actually lost matthew fox where are you me yeah, yeah I, he could have been a really good superhero at one point now he's i don't know where <laughs> actually no he was in bone tomahawk matthew fox he was actually oh he really was good too man. yeah that's right you you couldn't tell because he had a fake mustache on, but he was good in that. <laughs> uh, all right. So, yeah, that's that's the news for this week, everyone. We'll hop into what we read this week. But before we do, let's take a look over to the chat and see if anyone has any interesting uh, to say to add to the show. Let's take a look. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man says Grant Morrison for Superman. We got it in the new 52. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't that good. No. Like, I mean, it, like it was anything... a little bit better than the actual Superman book, but still they did they they were definitely creatively hampering him if if anything though there's probably a good chance uh like again if they're looking for someone to shake up batman once king is done i would love it if they're just like and morrison's writing again i'd be down for that i would be too and it's also like what's the best way to make people forget about the controversial tom king run by putting morrison back on it yeah because then that's literally all anyone is going to talk about at that point yeah, Liv Rock says put Fraction on Nightwing. 
Matt Fraction. Oh, oh <laughs> man, that be Fraction doesn't really. Well, I mean, Fraction is doing the Jimmy Olsen book, but again, I don't know if he wants to hop right back into superheroes. He seems to just want to do fun like fringe books. I'm cool with that. His Jimmy Olsen book is amazing. Also, too, with him and his wife both working at the company right now, that yeah. would be ideal. Yeah. <laughs> well, it would never be done. I think Dan Slott could write a banger of a Superman story. Yeah, I think he could do he's a pretty a, he's good. He's a swing fan out. of Superman. Yeah, he is, and he yeah. has and written I... Superman before because he's written the Superman yes. Adventures, the animated series comic that was at for a time. Indeed, he did. So he has uh, what is it? Actual history with the book. It it is funny, you know. You almost wish like it could be like sports, where like the two companies could trade writers for a couple <laughs> years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a big trade conference. Yeah, well, we'll trade you Dan Slott for a couple of your new young guns there. Uh, hey, can we just give you back Bendis? Is that yeah, how can it works? Him... Can we just give you him back? Uh-uh, okay. No take seems back <laughs> It's okay, no, we've got Jonathan Hickman now. Uh, Marvel Knight asking, did I read Miles Spider-Man this week? No, I actually just started reading Amazing Spider-Man before I started. I had a really slow week catching up on books, I hate to say. Yeah, yeah. I really couldn't believe it was Sunday already when it was time to record. I'm like, fuck me. Is I know, right? Sunday? I know. These weeks are just flying by so fast. I swear I do not have enough time in a week to actually do what I got to get done. Yeah. It was worse, too, because I fired up that Red Dead Redemption DLC, so I played way more of that than I should have. Yeah, I've been um, playing that as well. Like, I started a new character oh good idea because man if you want to do the uh trader collector uh bounty hunter stuff you better have some gold because you're gonna have to spend at least 15 bars of gold to get a few of them yeah 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 i i started the the bounty hunter one i reset my character but like i on the new one i started a uh new um uh, a new character and yeah the bounty hunter stuff is, is pretty interesting as well as that that real wheel of rawson thing that you can buy yeah, I, yeah. I i haven't bought that yet because i don't have enough gold bars yeah, at the moment but it, it it looks pretty cool it does you know it's funny you know rockstar i think they've really found that thing where it's like okay all dlc will be free now you can play it whenever you want whenever it's due but if you really want to hop in it though you got to get some of our premium currency but that's only like 11 bucks right you'll pay 11 bucks per dlc won't you well then it's not really free is it then i'm just paying you 11 bucks <laughs> per dlc well you can grind for it how long will that take years <laughs> yeah literal years literally until the next one comes out but yeah, yeah I, I like the bounty hunter stuff because it's good just to hop on in and do it and i'm happy that you can actually do stuff with the trader thing even though literally the end point of the trader stuff is to get enough animal parts to do a mission where you take a wagon from one end of the map to the other so you're basically just spending 10 minutes watching <laughs> your dude drive yeah yeah i just want to take this moment as well just to give a shout out to I'm sorry if I butcher your name, uh, Abdul Rahman. He pledged $500 to me just now. Um, Holy fuck. So thank you so much for that. Joel is going to be getting a piece of that as well. Uh, yeah. He gave us a nice message. I'm not going to read it because it's quite long, but he basically thanks us for getting us through his day. So thank you so oh. much for that. Uh, oh, appreciates that we do it for you guys. So thank you so yeah, much for sure that. Yeah, we uh, I, I might be that much closer to my Switch now. <laughs> get the Switch, get the Switch. Get, I gotta get on that Astral Chain booty, man. Oh, Everyone talks about how great that is. That game is so... I just discovered you can, like, customize your costume with colors as well as your your Legion, your, your, your monster that you can control, and, oh, I'm having so much fun with it. 
Hot damn. Yeah, that's looking like some good stuff. Also, I got that London Comic-Con coming up at the beginning of next month. I'm nice. all excited for that. That's London, Ontario, everyone, not London, England. I know uh, I, I know some people make that mistake. It's the same weekend. Yeah, I, I, I got a Comic-Con this coming weekend, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, is that the OzCon, or is that another it, one? It is. It is the Oz Comic-Con. I've, I, I've been invited as part of media. Hey, why is it that it seems that all the Comic-Cons are all in these, like, four months? Why don't they spread it out some? That's the thing. Like, the Comic-Cons in here in Australia, or at least the ones that I can actually go to without actually flying anywhere, are in this, like, weird month between September and, like, the first week of November. They're, like, crammed in within only a couple of weeks of each other. It's, it's very strange. We got we to gotta do a thing now that we're doing this streaming. We got to do like a 24-hour episode oh, of geez. the Comic Multiverse <laughs> to raise funds either to get you to Canada or me to Australia to do a thing. Because we've been working together for like, what, five, six years now? Yeah. We've never actually met face-to-face. -face. Yeah, that that would be really cool. That would be a fun one. Uh, all right, what else we got going? Do we want to talk about what we read this week, Matt? Feels like the show's actually going fast this week. Yeah, I, I do just want to field one question because it keeps being brought sure. up. Um, apparently, Batwoman, Batman Beyond is being turned into a woman. Okay. Uh, yeah, so... I'm I'm, I'm not reading Batman yeah, Beyond. Neither am I. It never happened. It just won't make me start. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I don't mind. It, you know, it's cool if it's something that's happening in the book, like, uh, like organically, and it's not just, like, a snap decision. Cool. I mean, also, too, it's like, look, uh, it's Abnett who's written the bulk of that book, yes? I I think so? I'm not sure. I want to say maybe I want to say maybe they've changed it, but who knows? I, I'm going to say, and I've said it before, that I think it's very clear that whoever's writing that Batman Beyond book never watched the show, and the book has, like, nothing to do with the show and the version of Batman Beyond I like. So to me, it's always like, man, oh, Jurgens, uh, Tavius Smokus. Dan Jurgen. So, you know, if they do make it a woman and if they make it a different character, it might actually make more sense. Yeah, maybe. Did you ever finish watching The Boys? Almost Winford. I got done the episode uh, with the dolphin and the Spice Girls references, and that was that was very funny. The funny, very funny episode. <laughs> that was a very funny bit where I'm like, okay, this is this is what brings it together <laughs> for me now, where it's like I thought the show was okay before. Now I actually really like the show. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, that's some good shit. Uh, oh, uh, Marvel Knight, uh, 1985 there, longtime fan there, always shows up to these. He had a question there. Uh, well, actually, no, we'll talk about that, Marvel Knight, when we talk about Leviathan. His question is, who do we think Leviathan is? All these I, issues I have later. a theory, and I think I've actually worked out who Leviathan is. Okay, let's start with Leviathan then, Matt, and you can uh, talk about your theory. Because nothing actually happened in the Leviathan no. issues. Sweet no, fuck no. all actually happened. Yeah, uh, Event Leviathan issue four. Uh, so, yeah, nothing, nothing happened. Uh, again, again, again we reiterated stuff we we knew we knew before this event actually even begun in that they're taking out organized spy organizations and enveloping their agents into Leviathan. It's shocking how much this series <laughs> repeats itself and has no forward momentum. I'm like, God damn. You know, they, they say a politician is someone who can talk all day and say nothing. I hope Bendis never has political aspirations because the dude could run for, like, Primark of Earth and he would win. <laughs> I, I said in my review that it feels like either, either Bendis doesn't know where the series is going or this is editorial, like, getting involved and, like, changing, like, who is Leviathan or, like, what they're their like mandate is and like so right. he has to like just not say anything 
But in saying that, a lot of Bendis' books at DC right now are doing something that's like, like uh, Young Justice, they have Ginny's trunk. Like, they keep saying, oh, something big's in it, something big's in it. We're never going to find out what fuck's in that chunk. Bendis has become J.J. Abrams. This is his mystery box. Everything is a mystery box. Even from Man of Steel. Oh, Superman and Lois together or aren't they? I guess you'll have to keep reading to find out what's in the mystery box. And then we get in the mystery box and it's like, oh, well, this is disappointing. They're together, but they're not together. And just like, well, that wasn't fun. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it's, it's really strange. But yeah, this book doesn't do anything. Uh, Superman tries to see who uh, Leviathan is, but his mask like protects his identity because, of course... I, I love we find that after the fact where it's like, oh, Superman, you got to look at him with your X-ray vision. Nah, he blocked me. Oh, but you saved Amanda Waller, right? Nah, they got away. Oh, but, you yeah. know, you got a clue while you were there. Nah, I flew into the void, which I actually <laughs> did in Action Comics, but I'm treating it here like I did it for the first time. Yeah, well, see, this time he, he decided to push on the void. He didn't do that uh-huh. last. He did something new, you see? See, the story is progressing. <laughs> Hot diggity daffodil. <laughs> uh, but, yeah... No, nothing happens they contact batgirl who is in leviathan and they try and ask her who leviathan is and of course the message cuts out right at the point <laughs> i i love that that barbara gordon has actually done more work to unearth who leviathan is off panel than and no one else, else is writing that. that 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 seems like a tie-in like a batgirl tie-in but no one's writing or no one wants to or they're not allowed to or something it's it's i'm like why was that not someone's idea where it's like look leviathan is recruiting heroes why don't one of us just say yes and we'll go in undercover yeah that's such an obvious layup that they just don't fucking do it. Oh, then Silencer shows up from the yeah. new age. Remember Silencer, everybody? Yeah, Silencer for no reason to, to like, because she's going to assassinate Bruce Wayne. And we have no idea if that's related to Leviathan or something completely different. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, it's, it's it's some hot and spicy bullshit. But who's your theory of who Leviathan um, is, Matt? And will it save the series? It probably won't save the series. Uh, I think it's the original Manhunter. Oh, which is why this Manhunter has had such a point of prominence. Yeah, and why she's being targeted and stuff. Not only that, but like on this cover, Superman is smashing what everyone thought was the bat signal. Mm-hmm. It's It's not, but like you look at it and it's got like a symbol on it. And that same symbol is on the original Manhunter costume, uh, as oh. well as that symbol showed up in uh, the Legion of Superheroes Millennium on a door. Oh, so, so you think he's already given the game away? I think he has, but like he's he's being too coy with it, where like no one who's not paying attention would actually pick that up. Right? And who can blame you for not? And and he's attention. gonna he's gonna act as some some big reveal, and we're gonna be like, eh, it would have been better if it was Roy Harper if it actually was Roy, because then it's like well at least he's back to life yeah it's like oh manhunter oh that character two people like <laughs> manhunter a character who everyone knows despite the fact that they haven't been written about like from the new 52 onward yeah you know who cares about manhunter mark andreco cares about manhunter because he invented <laughs> the female manhunter yeah maybe this is like him like throwing in that bone and it's like yeah you can write that series after i'm done here <laughs> yeah sure sure oh and then there's also another group of detectives where i'm like oh my god one group has managed to get nothing done in four issues let's introduce another team the the group with harvey bullock surely has done done some research (laughs) harvey bullock and deathstroke 
<laughs> Which again, I'm like, is Deathstroke a detective? No, he's just an assassin. The same with like John Constantine's on the team. He's not a detective. And he's Zata- a paranormal detective. Zatanna's not a detective. <laughs> okay, she's not a paranormal detective. She's just a magician. <laughs> yeah, I, the only one on there I could actually see is like, oh, it's Ralph Divney. Yeah, I can understand him. But like, why isn't he on the main team? Why is Plastic yeah, his, Man on the main team and him not? <laughs> who is a criminal and not a detective. So it's like, I actually think you guys should have trained. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. Bendis is like, I want that plasticky guy. And they thought, oh, Plastic Man is like yeah yeah that guy and it's like he, he he's the wrong one so like the artist is drawing it and everything it's like you can't point out because he's like oh i'm too far into this <laughs> i'll just have to keep using him because again you know what complicated not very you know underwhelming story has ever been you know repaired by putting more characters in it yeah let's put more characters in there everyone that'll be that'll be great yeah. <laughs> space lord asks is green arrow a detective in his own way, he has to yeah. solve crimes in his book. Yeah, he's basically like Green Batman, so... In a lot of ways. I mean, he's not like the world's greatest detective. He's an adequate detective. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least Bullock is like, I am a police detective. That is actually my job. <laughs> As Amazing Spider-Man says, I bet Leviathan will just turn out to be one of Bendis' original characters. I think that, too. I honestly. fucking I hope think. not, because he's, he's just, like, flooded DC with his original characters. Like, you have all these interesting characters to use, and, like, the only one who is actually of any decence is, like, a co-created character in that of Naomi. Yep. Well, man, Matt, you gotta create the new characters, because that's where the money. That's at, all he's dog. doing it for. It's very obvious. Like, I'm just gonna create all these new characters, and I'll get royalties, and because people will use them, even though people probably won't. It's in the residuals, the dollar dollar bills, y'all. <laughs> he, he found that out at Marvel, where he's like, oh, "Look, yeah. I could use, I could use an old character, or I could invent a new one." And every <laughs> time he invented a new one. <laughs> In fact, he's like the first person who started that. Like that's that. Like if, if there's a dictionary definition of that, they should call it bendising because he literally <laughs> invented that shit. They have a picture of him in there. Yeah, a picture just him doing a big thumbs up. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> highest paid man in comics industry today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we did a little talk there. We talked about Leviathan. What uh, what else do we want to cover? I don't actually have uh, my books in front of me. People will enjoy this. Batman issue 78. <laughs> the, 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 the beach episode, everyone. We've entered full anime territory now. We're just doing beach episodes now. The beach, yeah. yeah the city is on fire. Bane has taken over a huge sect of the American you know heartland in Gotham. And, and mm. ba- Batman's just like on a beach ordering ginger ales. Your father figure is dead. Your son is kidnapped. Your city is like a totalitarian police state. The government is not helping. Yeah. But what, but what about my romance with Catwoman, though? Yeah. Will we I, ever get back together? I'm going to be Mattress Malone because last issue people complained that I was out in public. Yeah, I like they finally put that together. And I'm like, oh, good, you finally figured it out now. <laughs> yeah, a bit, bit too late. You know, you're, you're I, I could argue that, like, no one would see Bruce Wayne on that island as Bruce Wayne, but they'd see him in a Paris restaurant as Bruce Wayne. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so this is this is a training montage. Only you know, at least a montage is short. King doesn't understand that montages are supposed to be short, so it's a training montage 
stretched over 22 pages as marvel knight said like why is he still acting like this is a hundred issue run i'm like i'm guessing this issue was written way before that and they just had to put it out yeah i I would that would i would not put that past any of them but yeah catwoman is going to train batman to get him back into fighting shape and we know catwoman is the best and the toughest because she one punched the flash and defeated talia al ghul single-handedly and she can climb rock faces in high heels because she's just that great she she is batman's greatest teacher you know fuck raz al ghul fuck you know uh the league of assassins all all those fuck all of them they're nothing compared to catwoman Yes, if anyone can get him back into fighting shape, it's Catwoman. But also, ooh, oh, there's tension. Are they finally going to talk about the thing that they've been refusing to talk about? The whole, you you left me at the altar, and it made me sad. <laughs> I, I love that, like, Catwoman was trying her best to try and make it sound like it's not her fault. Yes. Like, she's doing everything in her power to say, this isn't my fault, this is technically your fault, but, like like i left because i'm not a hero and like i couldn't do that and i'm like yeah stop passing the buck you left because you're a bitch <laughs> i i stole your happiness which made me a thief and technically the greatest villain of all time and i'm like but 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 here's the thing selena it wasn't your idea <laughs> it was bane's <laughs> it was bane's through holly robinson and oh yeah you never even figured out that holly robinson was being manipulated by bane oh my god everyone in this book is so stupid <laughs> <laughs> so literally this whole attempt at like trying to have like you know oh an, an emotional reunion like oh we're really talking about our problems you're not talking about the biggest problem and that is that you're both stupid and incredibly easy to lead around <laughs> by the nose apparently oh they they are absolutely stupid it's it's not even funny as well like it's not even no. like they they don't re- they realize what's happening but they choose no. not to do anything about it even after Bane literally spent a whole issue beating up Batman and explaining to him his entire plot. <laughs> and this is how I painstakingly did it over 22 issues. And never once does Bruce say, oh yeah, Holly actually lied to you. Actually, she was working for Bane for some reason. Yeah, no, no, Bruce, Bruce is too intrigued in like the story about the boat or the alleyway because that's like the most important faucet of this, this relationship that I don't know why Tom King is so fucking hung up on that. Like, did they meet on the boat or in the alleyway where she stabbed him with the prostitute knife like what happens like apparently the definitive answer they met on the boat and i'm just like who fucking gives a shit what what does that add to the characters uh that's apparently not the definitive answer tom oh really he went back on that uh yeah on twitter because he loves to do this uh the definitive answer is coming next actually oh for fuck (laughs) jesus christ who gives a shit apparently tom king cares and he's gonna make you all care it's like remember the first time they did that's like oh that's a cute little continuity joke yeah, yeah, yeah. they meet on a boat during the golden age when she was like robbing some old lady of her jewelry or did they meet on the street in an alley during the frank miller era oh that's cute because continuity is in flux and everything but then it's like yeah none of it matters it was cool at the start because it was like um it was kind of flirty with them still like deciding whether they're going to get married and they're like flirting with each other but then he just kept going at it and going at it and going and like who cares it doesn't matter not, you've ruined it's it it's not cute anymore my my favorite bit too and again this this issue probably more than just about everything else 
is this issue is so overly pleased with itself mm -hmm. in the way that early on in the book, Batman's like, oh, we have to be on the beach because, you know, the answer uh, to defeating Bane will show up on the beach if we just stay here long enough. And then later they're training with Batarangs and Catwoman's like, oh, you got to hit me because, you know, like I, I did bad and I need to be punished. And this is a real Tom King thing about people with death wishes and people mm -hmm. being masochistic only for Batman to be like, I've decided I'm going to stop being sad now and love you anyway my problems are over now i love you and then they kiss on the beach and it's like oh see look the secret to defeating bane was love and love showed up on the yeah. beach and maybe the maybe the friends maybe the love was the friends we made along the way it was lit literally that's what it was the secret to defeating Bane was the friends we made along the way, literally. But my, my favorite part was like where they were sitting around that fire and Bruce is, it's kind of pouring his heart out and actually it's like, it's like I cried as well. And, and, and what does Catwoman do? She like quotes something from like a previous issue. And that's just Tom King going, look, I quoted myself. I remember things. And like, yes. really, you could have had like a really nice actual emotional moment there, but you undercut it. You undercut it. You fucked it. Kate, you sure did. KT with a good one here. Uh, Bane planned on incompetence through his plan. Bane <laughs> yeah, ha, I, I, I plan to fuck up. <laughs> yes, I plan for everyone else in this story to be massively incompetent. The, this is this the thing. Bane is just really just like Dr. Phil, and this was his way of getting them back together. Like, yeah, he knew really. they would go to that beach and find love there, and it's like, ha, ha, they, they're in love now. I have won. I am Dr. Phil. Yep, I, I beat you. I did it. Uh, oh, man. Uh, what was the thing? Okay, so uh, Patrick Zercher on Twitter, uh, who I really like Zercher's yeah, artwork. Yeah. His Twitter is pretty good. He had a whole thing defending the scene that everyone is hating where they're climbing up the mountain face and they're talking in that weird stilted robotic dialogue. Mm -hmm. But his defense was actually really eye-opening to me where it's like, no, this is good, you know, that, you know, comics aren't written for 12-year-olds anymore. You know, this is for adults. And I'm like, okay. But then it's the <laughs> next things he said that were really telling where it's like, you know, words aren't important in this series. Everything is told through art. And that's why, you know, uh, King works with the best artists uh, in comics. Today. And I'm like, mm, okay, okay. Now this is starting to make sense. This is why the artists are the loudest in defending King and the writers stay kind of quiet because King is basically doing Marvel method where it's that's all write a story. Doesn't matter if it makes sense. Draw your heart out. And indeed, nice looking issue they've all been nice looking mm -hmm. but boy has the actual story content been shitty yeah it's i i find that kind of like a cop-out in a way because oh, like because yeah. oh, like com comics are writing and art and two of them mm -hmm. and if one lacks the other one lacks and of Absolutely. course the writing lacks so it's then put on the artist to basically do everything and that can only go so far yeah it, it really is true but yeah, I just thought that was such an interesting little distillation of this series where it's like, ah, yes, a lot of people who are all, you know, into like artist rights and artist theory and everything where it's like, no, this is good because the artist was allowed to do whatever he wanted, clearly, mm -hmm. and the writing came second. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, oh, so it's 90s comics is what you're saying. You want to return to the day of the superstar artist where they had all the power. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you you do you, man. Weird flex, but I mean, at least it's almost over. It's all, a couple more issues to go. All right, so we talked about two things we didn't like. Let's talk about something we actually liked. Uh, Powers of X. Yeah, this was a cool issue. 
the fabulous Mr. Sinister takes center stage and blows everybody's mind. Yes, because he loves capes and loves Magneto's capes. He really capes. does. Man, what a what what a great little like build to that moment where it's like, okay, so we know Mr. Sinister is involved in the plans to make Krakoa and you know the 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 doubles and everything and the weird pod people, but how did he get involved and how does this mesh with continuity? The answer is, well, they talked to him, but then also said we need to you to get started doing what you're doing, but then we also need to wipe your mind so you'll forget until it's time to remember again. Yeah, they they reference the indexing of all all DNA on the on the earth and everything mm-hmm. and yeah yeah xavier's like you'll do our work but you'll know you'll don't realize why you're doing it until i tell you why you're doing it and you won't remember us being here we'll never hear also seeking to imply that the sinister we know and love the sassy hilarious one also might not even have been the real or original uh nathaniel essex no no that i I love that they play with that like a lot like where he's at, at bar sinister and it's just like full of like versions of him and like you're never Mm -hmm. sure which one's the real one just a big old big old clone city uh also uh we we got like kind of that like back uh appendices like we've had in the other issues but instead of being written like a textbook this one was written like a gossip magazine written by the sinister clones (laughs) for the sinister clones yeah very funny but also like if you're a longtime x-man fan they drop some really interesting little nuggets in there like they mm. talk about uh madeline Pryor, the clone of gene gray who went to hell and all the times that x-men's fought demons yes all all real like deep pulls and again like jonathan hickman trying to make sense of it all of of this really weird history that x-men have had they say that the Mr. Sinister that spliced himself with mutants actually got his mutant gene from a uh, Proud Star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I'm like, okay, that's a cool pull. I always liked a uh, Proud Star and the Proud Star family. Yeah. The one that really stuck out to me is that he talks about the Summers brothers saying, oh, there was three Summer brothers and a plane crash and aliens and everything. What if there was more to that story? Ooh, interesting. It- which makes me think, I'm like, oh man, are they going back on what they originally did in the day where it wasn't actually Vulcan who was the third brother, it was actually Gambit? Yeah, ooh, that, that'd be interesting. That would be interesting. Are they going to retcon that and be like, no, Vulcan's not your brother, it was actually Gambit all along? That, that'd that be really cool. I, that that or, would be really interesting. Or there was more brothers or something like that, I don't yeah. know. I, I wonder if they're still going to keep all the stuff with like, like oh scott's father is like in space and not and is kind of like you know peter quill's father and that he's like like a weird like gunslinger in space uh, i i think they will because obviously we're seeing him in all new x-men one him that's and true, the yeah. whole summer's team that's true yeah that because i because i i really enjoyed that part of like his history and it's relatively new uh yeah in terms but yeah, it was it was quite interesting very there's a lot of fun stuff in there and then uh we get a whole other backstory history of krakoa yeah krakoa the the island and how uh we learned that xavier's kind of been chatting with it and kind of befriended it and we learned a bit about its history yeah it used to just be the landmass the one landmass in the world until basically pangea (laughs) yeah it, it was pangea until demons cracked it open yeah demons crack and and then and then apocalypse the first mutant fights them off and is like a hero 
with the original Horsemen of the Apocalypse, yeah. who they also make a point of saying the original Horsemen are the most powerful. Yeah, and they they it's possible they might still actually exist because they yes. they were left to like guard the chasm where they put what was the other part of the island called Ak- Akara or something? Or? It, it had like yeah. an ancient Sanskrit name, but yeah, Krakoa has a twin that broke mm-hmm. off from it when it was Pangaea, and that twin got sent to hell. Yeah, and and four Horsemen, the original four Horsemen, are like guarding it and guarding its lockup and i'm like that sounds dope as fuck and you know we're gonna see that at some point yeah and and as well cyphers being useful again wow okay hickman i thought you were amazing now i know you're the best because you made me give a shit about cypher <laughs> who i've always joked is the most useless x-man it's really it's really funny seeing cypher again because like the last time i i saw him was in that hunt for wolverine section uh yeah. where he was like addicted to the internet and matt murdoch mm-hmm. helped him with his addiction and helped him like teeth off the internet yeah and, and and in that series he was like a bearded hobo and now he's just mm. like a clean cut like 20 something how, how he was when he started and they yeah. also seek to imply that cypher has been in on uh xavier and magneto's plan this whole time he's he's like the one responsible for like like the language uh, like yeah the language and like uh gathering like diplo- diplomatic relations with krakoa because he's been been yeah. there talking with it yeah, so he's actually very useful. Good, good on you, Hickman, for making me give a shit about Cipher. Finally. Also, I I want to point this out. I'm, I don't know whether it's confirmed or anything, but like Cipher, his costume in this has shares design elements of Phalanx. Yes, he's got a bunch of robot shit. Which again, he's also uh, oh god, what's what's his robot? His robot isn't called Warlock, but he has a big long history with the with the crazy robot guy and they were in x factor together i assumed i'm like is he is he wearing the robot guy because he also had very similar stuff yeah because the phalanx like his arm is like the same like it's drawn the same as as um as cypher so it's like cypher like is this some like offshoot of cypher is is cypher somehow been been absorbed has that robot been absorbed or something yeah okay warlock yes warlock uh was the member of the Technarchy, a race of mechanical mm-hmm. organisms that survive by infecting living creatures with techno-organic uh, virus before draining their life glow. Yes, he was a big thing, uh, what is it, uh, in the New Mutants uh, back in the 80s under Claremont. So, that, and we're getting sounds, a new, new... that sounds a lot like Phalanx, like what their whole deal is where they assimilate technology, and if it's good, they'll put it into the larger collective. Right, because him and uh, him and uh, Doug had come together, and they formed Douglock, which was just the two of them fused <laughs> together. Which makes me think, I'm like, are they already fused together? And they had a whole thing with the Hellfire Club and Captain Britain, and we're getting a new Captain Britain. So you know, yeah, a lot of places they could go with it. Yeah, yeah I assumed he was just wearing Warlock. Yeah, yeah it's intriguing to see what they'll do with that because it seems like because it's not something they they hit either because it's it's right there and it's like oh yeah those two things are quite similar and uh, again to bring it back to the phalanx there we go back to that far future there where it's like oh no is earth and its people going to be absorbed into the phalanx no because we're offering up the elder of these blue-skinned aliens who's like super smart and will help feed the hive mind and we discover wait a minute They've been doing this over and over again. They've been moving the elders' consciousness and basically been faking out the phalanx for years. Yeah, trying trying to like like stave them off, basically. 
which also tells him like, oh, so in the future you have the technology to move people's minds around to different clone bodies, huh? Maybe mm. like how a certain group of X-Men are going to cheat death? Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> interesting. Interesting, huh? Yeah. Which asks the question where it's like, well, wait, did someone get that information and go back in time with it? Was that another Moira joint or is this just where that technology can go? Yeah. I, well, I, it's like involved with Nimrod and everything, so I imagine it is like tied into that. It's a hell of a thing. Yeah. It's a hell of a thing for sure. Uh, JT Wizzy asking, though, uh, would it be interesting if the Twilight Sword and the All Black, the Necro Sword, were the same thing? That'd be pretty cool. Again, bringing in the Jason Aaron stuff and be like, no, 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 we remember this too. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, speaking of Jason Aaron, let's talk about King Thor, issue one. Yes. Yes, King Thor, the brand new miniseries that seeks to close the book on Jason Aaron's time on Thor, which has been going for almost a decade now. Yeah, th this was a fucking awesome issue. It was, and what I really like about it is that it does not waste a second of time no. where it's like, look, you, you want to see Thor and Loki fight at their most powerful? You want, like, straight-up death battle DBZ? Yeah, you want Dragon Ball Z stuff? This is it. <laughs> well, you fucking get it. And then after you get it, don't worry, we also have a story going on here, too. I like we get to see the Thunder Sisters again. Yeah, yeah, they're, like, doing, like, their own thing where they're, like, trying to see if there's any gods left to help fight against Loki and and all that. And they end up going to Omnipotent City, which is basically just a city of the dead now. It's another thing that Aaron created very early on in his run, and they run into the librarian, who is still Shadarak, who, hey... He survived Gore the God Butcher back during the day, and Thor got him the job at the library. And he's like, you know, maybe maybe this was always the thing with the Necro Sword, how it passed from Null to Gore to Galactus to Ego, now to Loki. Yeah, yeah, this is the thing. And uh, I like that he, he gives gives the, the sisters, like, a book, and it's like, oh, the history hasn't been rewritten, but the newest chapter is about Loki. Uh, so, mm -hmm. so you got to, like, catch up on what's been going on. He ends up dying. Uh, blowing yep. up omnipotent city because he's the god of bombs yeah which again great callback to that to the god bomb storyline which was volume two of uh, yeah. aaron's run yeah yeah that was really cool uh the thor loki fight is so damn awesome uh it's it's just like thor fighting his brother across planets he like blows up a napalm planet with a fiery yep. mjolnir which is really cool the best thing about it is that the fight is awesome and totally anime and completely over the top. And you get that part if that's what you wanted, but also Aaron is sure to undercut and like underline it a little bit by being like, yeah, this fight is cool, but it's also really pathetic that these two old men are still beating the shit still, out of each other for still going at it after all these years. <laughs> still mad about shit that happened when they were kids and that they haven't grown and that they haven't moved on and that they can't let it go. And when they really want to hurt each other, they start playing the parent cards on each other. Yeah, it's like, yeah, well, dad killed himself because of me. And it's like, you know, he killed himself because of me and mom killed her yeah. because of you. And... Yeah, exactly. Where it's like, yeah, friggin', you know, Odin got Alzheimer's and he got ancient Norse Alzheimer's and I had to uh, take him out back like old Yeller. But you know what? <laughs> Mom died of a broken heart because she still loved you, Loki, even though you suck. And you know what? You're still every bit the mama's boy then that you were now, even with your new god-killing power. <laughs> my, my my favorite part and probably like the most metal thing I've seen in comics all, all year is, is Thor choking out his brother with his own 
own intestines and then and then tying the end to Mjolnir and throwing it into the sun yeah that's so fucking awesome and even that doesn't kill (laughs) no no even that doesn't kill him and yeah he ends up like i guess killing thor but kind of not killing thor uh, but then Loki is killed, but kind of not killed by uh, the arrival of Gore, the God Butcher. Seemingly back alive, which makes me wonder, did the Thunder Sisters travel back in time? Did they affect history? Or is this one of those history is circular things? Because the way Thor and Loki fall on the planet, you know, a god of light, a god of darkness touching down and everything. That's almost exactly the way Gore, the God Butcher, uh, describes his origin story to Thor for the first time. Yeah, is this like, yeah, his origin and he goes back in time to then start like the the start of Aaron's run and everything. Is is Gore the God Butcher a time loop? Because he tried to manipulate time travel to mm-hmm. kill all the gods with the big god bomb. Yeah. That would explain how he, like, knew about time travel. It's like, yeah, I knew this was going to happen. Yeah, that really interesting. And what, what's really cool about it as well is that does this lead to, like, maybe, like, him teaming with Thor to take on Loki? Because Loki is, like, kind of all-powerful now. Like, you can't yeah. really stop him. So is this going to be, like, an uneasy alliance with them? wouldn't that be a hell of a thing to bring it all full circle? It's like in arc one, almost eight years ago, Thor fought Gore and now the two have to team up to defeat Loki. Yeah. And I, I do love uh, like Gore's talk there is like, you guys are still fighting again. It's like uh, echoing what Aaron is saying in the book where it's like, you guys are still like fighting. It's like, that's the reason why you have to die. Cause you always just fight over like petty shit because you are continuing loki stole, to prove me right loki stole your your ball when you were 10 or something you know mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you've only served to prove me right as to yeah. why i hate gods and you're fighting on new midgard and mm-hmm. all of these poor new humans are going to get caught in the crossfire of you yeah yeah Lo- loki should uh, whisper in his ear again <laughs> yeah, you're not worthy <laughs> ah no oh i can't pick up the hammer again <laughs> People, people forget that. That's why Thor became unworthy. That was because of Gore. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, King Thor, King Thor is some good shit. It is. It's going to be sad to see that book go, but also nice that uh, it was all able to come full circle the way it did. It, yeah. Uh, I had Riddler this week from Mark Russell. Oh my God. How good was this book? Man, this one blew me away. Man, Mark Russell needs to write so many more things because <laughs> this was so deep, introspective entertaining fresh funny this like again when you see like a riddler one shot you don't expect it to have any of the stuff that this had going for but this had so much going for it yeah it was that's the thing like you're the villain like outside of like the justice league book has been pretty middling like it's been yeah it's been there but like no one's really doing anything with it and like the one shots we've been getting at have been like pretty good or at least the two mark russell have written have been really good yeah, uh, yeah. that black black mask one was fucking nothing which is uh, a shame because we both like Tom Taylor. <laughs> um, but yeah, th- this one was so damn cool. And I love it how it all rolls around Riddler not getting the offer from Lex. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? He's so ticked off. He's complaining to his friend King Tut, which I love. Yeah. Tut is officially canon now and that he's an actual Egyptian yeah. guy and not a white and dude. And he, he, he lives in face. a house. He lives in a house that's like shaped like, like one of the heads of Giza just pure straight up comedy adam west 60s and it's like you know why why is riddler and king tut friends and then i'm like oh king tut the sphinx riddle of the riddle. sphinx yeah that's why that's why they're that's friends. their whole shtick <laughs> and and he never says that because mark russell trusts that you're smart enough to make that connection yourself yeah, yeah. 
they never ever go there but yeah lex basically says you know riddler you suck you're a loser you're a failure you are a child's idea of what a super villain is the world has been reshaped around you how many times which makes sense that lex knows that now because yeah. he knows all the truth of the universe you know the universe has been rewritten around us numerous times and you have never changed you have only yeah. ever been the same yeah you you can constantly still do the same thing even though you keep losing and yeah you never change anything <laughs> and and riddler rightly so it's like you know you know who, who are you to talk man you know i i'm well respected i'm one of the most prominent batman villains and he's like yeah you know you're being celebrated by fools what does that mean <laughs> kind of talking about fans there a little bit <laughs> a, a little bit yeah where it's like yeah look you know people love you and you can still suck at the same time the best line is when uh lex poses a riddle to the riddler and he says, you know, why is Edward Nigma also like a question mark? Because a question mark also doesn't have a point. <laughs> Fucking <Burn>. savage. <laughs> That's great, and it's a and it's a riddle that actually makes sense. Yeah, a riddle yeah. Doesn't uh, a question mark doesn't have a point. Yeah, I just like love how much it like cuts him as well. <laughs> Yeah, and then he really starts thinking about that, and he gets involved in, like, King Tut's stupid plot, where it's like, look, let's use riddles and Egyptian stuff together against Batman, and he'll never see it coming. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll trick him. It'll be the greatest trick ever, and, and we'll finally get one up on him. And the plot literally involves, like, okay, Riddler, you wait in this sarcophagus, and then you pop out to spring the trap on Batman at the last minute. And while he's in the sarcophagus, he only has time to think, and he's like, this is stupid. Why do I keep doing this? <laughs> and he eventually, it's like, King Tut's been getting the shit beat out of him by Batman, and then, then Riddler just pops out. He's like, I'm done. I quit. Fuck off. He, <laughs> he just, just walks quits. off. <laughs> He, he strips off his classic green attire and he's like, you're right. You know, Lex gave me exactly what I needed. He gave me the gift of nothing. And, you know, I need to use that to start over. And I'm like, man, this is such a strong issue. There are so many places you could take the Riddler after this. Yeah, I, I hope someone jumps on this chance and does it. And if anyone do it, give it to Mark Russell. Let him continue this story. He said on Twitter he has lots of ideas. I hope they let him keep writing it in some form, even if it's just a do miniseries. It. Do it, do it, do it, and or like build it out of like Tomasi's detective, mm. and then yeah, throw yeah, it yeah. off to him. I thought, you know, uh, obviously when the Riddler said he was quitting, I'm like, oh, well, you know, pre-Flashpoint, there was a bit there where he tried to make a go as a detective. It didn't last long because he was back committing Riddle crimes. Mm -hmm. He had a sidekick there for a little bit. I thought a fun direction for him to go in is if he kind of became like Moriarty from Sherlock, and that is I will use my big brain to master plan villainous plots for other villains in exchange for money. Yeah, yeah. I. It'd be interesting to see where he goes with this. Like, I'd lo love him to do that, like become like a master planner. Uh, mm -hmm. I'd also like to see him like maybe change cities or it's like okay well i've got to change literally everything i'm gonna go go to metropolis go to keystone yeah. or something you know just get it get away from batman and change change his whole deal uh people forget uh riddler uh really enjoyed screwing with the outsiders and green arrow for a little mm -hmm. bit back during the winnick run he had black hair at that time too for some reason mm -hmm. yeah it's here he's still got those shitty mutton chops Still got and still got that weird like question mark scar, which again leave it to Mark Russell for actually having more attention to continuity than most other books do. <laughs> 
And some people said, too, where it's like, well, if he's quitting the whole Riddler name, what are they going to call him? And I'm like, well, his full name is Mr. Enigma. That's a pretty good friggin' yeah. name on its own. Just calling Enigma. Yeah, Enigma, or, you know, just Mr. E. Yeah, maybe that'll be his greatest trick, thinking it, making everyone think he's a new villain. <laughs> yeah, when he's just still the old Riddler that he's always been. <laughs> But yeah, really, really good book. Really deep and interesting book. I wish yeah. all these Year of the Villains books were like this. This is this is a new height in these. This is the thing. They should have just let Mark Russell write all of these because the Sinestro they're one was exactly the same and it was really cool. They uh, they actually announced they're doing uh, they're doing an Orm Ocean Master one. That mm -hmm. one's coming out. There's also the Joker one that comes out next month too. Yeah. Joker one should be interesting because it's written by John Carpenter. And Anthony Birch. Yeah. I'm going to try and get Birch on the show, actually. I actually talked to his people, but I wrote them too early. Oh, nice. I'm like, please, please come in here and also tell me what you think about the writing of Borderlands as well, now that you're not <laughs> writing it anymore. <laughs> That's the thing I heard in all the reviews. They're like, I hey, you know the writing's a little stale and stilted. And I'm like, yeah, because you didn't get Anthony Birch, didn't get the guy who actually made those games funny, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> I don't think he wanted to come back, though, and I can't blame him. <laughs> no, why would you want to work with someone like goddamn, uh, what's his name? magician uh, randy pitchford yeah, randy pitchford yeah the, the real riddler <laughs> the real he basically is isn't he put him in a colorful suit and randy pitchford might as well be a super villain <laughs> and now i'm going to leave important file drives everywhere and have cats and crabs fight each other yes and and drives full of porn in places that people will find them at the medieval times that's my plan <laughs> i'm the porn <laughs> Everywhere you go, you think it's a family restaurant. But no, pornography. <laughs> you think you're walking in the park. Pornography. <laughs> Man, that's a that's a hell of a villain. A villain just you know motivated by horniness who just drops pornography everywhere <laughs> he goes. But some people I'm sure would like him, and so you know Batman would be beating up the porn lure, and they'd be like, "No, man, leave him alone. He's trying to bring some joy to the world, man." <laughs> I, I wonder what would what would his uh, his gimmick be? What would his outfit be? Just a bunch of hustlers all duct taped together, <laughs> yeah. uh, tissues and stuff. And... Oh no! <laughs> Batman's like I don't he, even he's got like he's got like the Riddler cane, but the top is just a dildo. <laughs> Batman, I don't even want to touch you. <laughs> Quick lotion, deploy! Oh no, Batman's slipping on his lotion. <laughs> justice for the porn lure exactly <laughs> uh see this is why we need to write for this company guys we can we can save dc comics we can save them from their slump <laughs> it's not going to be doomsday clock issue number 12 it will be the porn lure that we'll all get along with <laughs> that will bring everyone together oh space lord saying that mark russell is actually doing a harley quinn year of the villain one shot no shit oh, oh wow that might actually be interesting might be something new. Yeah, I hope it's as insightful. I hope it's Harley being like, man, my story doesn't make any sense anymore. Post I'm always seemingly running in place. Yeah, I, it's like I, I've never, it's like I've never been more popular than I am, and yet I've probably never been more inconsistent either. <laughs> it's like, what do people want me to be? <laughs> it's the damnedest thing. Oh yeah, I totally got to read that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, what else did we have this week, Matt? We're making—I feel like we're making great time. Um, I got two more. We, uh, we had Detective Comics issue uh, one thousand eleven. Yep, this is one of the ones I read. It was fine. Yeah, it's it's been cool for like just just like kind of short three three issue Deadshot 
story with yeah. Batman trapped on an island and having to use a, a costume, which is a lot better than it should be. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I will admit, again, we talked about Deadshot being dumb. Uh, so literally, he has the drop on Batman. Batman is hurt, doesn't have his uh, utility belt, doesn't have anything. Deadshot has the drop on him and guns. The only way he could lose is if he defeated himself and he decides, hey, man, I'm going to fist fight you. <laughs> I, I, um, he doesn't realize it's Batman, though, does it? He just thinks no, it's just doesn't. like some guy. He does, but also still, that's really stupid. Dude, your name is Deadshot, not Dead Punch. Why are you getting rid of the one thing you're an expert in? <laughs> He's cocky. He's being cocky. I guess so, man. You literally brought a gun to a fist fight, and you threw the gun away. And he's still lost. <laughs> and in the back of my mind, I'm like, look, man, if, if you still want to have them have a fist fight in the jungle, just have Deadshot run out of ammunition. You still get the yeah. same ending to the story, and Deadshot doesn't have to look stupid. Yeah. No, and it would be really fun if he, if he did run out of ammo, because like throughout this issue, he's just like going through the forest, just oh, yeah. shooting animals, just for no reason. I I thought that's where they were going with it. Yeah, Shooting yeah. old Japanese man for no yeah. reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just just cause he's a dick. Yep, just cause he's a big old dick about it. But yeah, I, I mean, there's really not much to talk about in this series. Batman has a jungle adventure, and then it's over. Yeah, I do like the part with like the two two men he's met on the island. How like they he they could get fun. them off, but they're like, nah, we're gonna stay here. And so Batman like drops some care packages every now and then. That's cool. That is, you wouldn't Batman see Tom smiles. King's Batman doing that. He'd be saying, like, fuck off, old man. <laughs> yeah, really. This Batman who can actually form meaningful connections with people and actually, you know, tries to keep friends and reward people and can actually smile and not be a miserable prick. Yeah, yeah. It's great. It's pretty nice, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah, and then we're still priming the Mr. Freeze story, which that's what I'm really excited for. And, you know, I hope it actually lives up to it now that we've basically spent this whole thing I, hyping it. I hope it lives up to it, but as well as like, I've kind of hyped myself with that story. It's like, oh, because we know Nora's going to be like a villain. And like mm. how I posited the theory that like, oh, she's seen like what Batman's been doing to, to Victor, like through through the glass of of her like chamber and that's what's made yeah. her a villain i'm like i hope that's how they do it but something tells me they won't yeah same i would also very much like that kind of thing yeah though i though i also doubt they will do it yeah because it's too interesting it's too interesting it is it's too interesting a bit ah, but you know give tomasi credit they definitely look to be building up to something where it's like yeah. okay mr freeze can resurrect his wife but yeah. I'm guessing some of her organs aren't good anymore. She's freezer burned. She spent too long in there. <laughs> she's freezer burned. So we need to get her some new body parts. Yeah, it would be interesting. I wonder how long he's staying on the book because I know Tom Taylor is doing a one-shot uh, detective comics issue. Uh, so I, I don't know whether that's like a transition issue into a new writer or whatnot. I assume Tomasi is going to stay on the book for as long as he likes. I hope he does. Well, actually, no, I read the solicitations, yeah, because there's a whole arc, like, coming in December where it's Batman teaming up with Damien for real this time, <laughs> and they're actually going to try and, you know, square the circle and answer the question, hey, Damien, you've been, like, keeping criminals without trial and oh, shooting finally. villains in the head. <laughs> yeah, and, like, apparently also trying to wipe characters' memories. Uh, I don't know if you knew this, Damien, but me and the Justice League <laughs> had a whole big thing a couple years ago about wiping villains' memories. Did not go good for us. No, no, it didn't, especially for someone named Sue Dibney. Did not go well. Yeah. 
yeah, I, I, I never wanted to tell you that story because I thought it was a little too adult, <laughs> but like, I think you kind of need to hear it. Invite, invite all your friends over from the Junior Suicide Squad because, you know, if you don't hear it from Batman now, when are you going to hear it? <laughs> uh, which, again, you know that story is probably pretty important for Tomasi to tell because it's like, hey, man, I made people like Damien. I probably did more work to make people like Damien between my Batman and Robin run, uh, his solo series, and uh, Super Sons than Grant Morrison did, who invented him. Yeah, so, yeah, to have um, whoever's writing that that Teen Titans book at the moment to, like, come, in, come in and be like, he's running Guantanamo Bay. Yeah, that's really got a harsh <laughs> buzz. Man, you want to talk about writers who I think would make the jump to Marvel pretty soon? Tomasi. Yeah, I could see that. Well, Patrick Gleason's already gone over there. So, you know, if, he, if his writing partner and artist for so long went over there, I could see it happening. I'd like to see Tomas- that happen. That'd be pretty cool. Tomasi and Gleason bring you the champions. Oh, that'd be great. Or like, I'd like to see him on something like, like Iron Man or someone. Mm. I bet Tomasi's got a killer Spider-Man pitch. Oh, yeah, yeah. You probably can't write it right now because uh, Nick Spencer seems to be doing a thing, but that that's a run right there, Tomasi, mm-hmm. Gleason, Spider-Man. Oh, yes, yes. No, you know, you know what they got to do, and this actually uh, dovetails quite nicely into Venom from this week. So they keep teasing that uh, Dylan, Eddie Brock's son, might be getting a symbiote, mm-hmm. and Normie Osborne had a symbiote. What if these two characters team up and they are the Sim-sons? <laughs> <laughs> oh I god i can't take all the credit for that someone in my comment section came up with the name but that's oh, still no. pretty good <laughs> that's still like it's like that sounds terrible but also yes i want to read it uh i i haven't read this issue yet but um is is sleeper still the 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 kree soldier uh, yes and no. So like okay. Sleeper Sleeper says what he's been doing in between where it's like, hey, so, you know, I'm the seventh son of Venom. Uh, I traveled around space, wanted to, you know, get back to my roots. I went back to planet Clintar, a.k.a. the planet of the symbiotes. And uh, it's really fucked up. Null is manipulating everything there. And he tried to force me back into the hive mind. And I was like, screw this. So I flew back to Earth on my jetpack. <laughs> he, he actually does have a jetpack. Oh, oh awesome. <laughs> And he's like, so Dylan, we're like, we're like family now. So you're like Eddie's kid and I'm like the symbiote's kid. So like, we're basically brothers. Oh, does he reveal that, that Eddie's his father? Oh no, he doesn't. He says, uh, he says we're family, but he doesn't mention Uh, that. uh, He says, you know, he's like, you're his brother and I'm the son. So we're like, we're basically cousins is what it is. (laughs) And, and Dylan's like, yeah, sure. Whatever. It's like, do you, do you have a guy inside you? And he's like, oh, I haven't thought about that dude in a bit. He opens up and the Kree soldier's dead and has been dead for a long time. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about him. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, oh, sorry, kids, for showing you that skeleton. Uh, I've been, like, in the driver's seat for a long time. <laughs> oh, no, that's that's horrifying. <laughs> yeah, but tell you what, Dylan, you and I have, like, a lot of genetic compatibility going on and we're stronger together. How about we, like, how about we like join up, kid? Yeah, how would you like to I, I, I get a little bit inside you and... <laughs> Yeah, and, and vice versa. And Dylan's like, this fucking dope. Yeah, symbiote me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> but then the maker comes in and shoots him with a sonic gun. He's like, I saved you children from that horrible monster. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and they're like, oh, no, this is the horrible monster right here. <laughs> the, make- 
and he's like, okay, so like you, your your guys didn't want me putting you through the Codex machine, but I beat up the Life Foundation and took this poor family that has been kidnapped. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put them through my machine now. Yeah, oh, yeah that that was cool about the the issue before that, how they introduced the Life Foundation. It's like, oh, they're referencing that story you told me about, and it's like, oh, yeah, that little kid up. is there, and oh my god, Maker was about to kill them. <laughs> yes, Maker is so close to murdering children, and he almost murders the dad by putting him through the Codex machine while he's awake, which is apparently horrible torture oh wow <laughs> and makers just grooving out it's like yes yes we're learning so much apparently knock them out before you put them in the machine <laughs> dose them with ketamine before putting them yeah. in <laughs> and like this also like ties back up with issue two where eddie called the maker and mm-hmm. the maker's like no don't worry about the screaming they're just watching television no it was actually those people who were screaming <laughs> oh oh yeah, so the maker's a huge liar, too, on top of everything else. And Dylan and Normie are like, okay, so this guy's stranger danger, and we should probably leave. <laughs> like, uh, our parents and guardians have literally left us with a crazy man. <laughs> and they're like, oh, but you know, how, how are we going to get out of here? He's not just going to let us walk out the door. What would Eddie do in this situation? <laughs> And literally, it's like, well, Eddie would probably get a lot of guns, go charging in head first, and make a lot of mistakes, and that's exactly what they do. Oh, that's great. That that book's been so good. It really has been. And they try shooting the maker with sonic guns, which just lets the Life Foundation symbiotes out again. (laughs) (laughs) And they all coalesce together like they did in uh, Carnage Deadpool, and they become hybrid again. Yeah, they change into Voltron symbiote. They're literally Voltron, and they take over the Maker. So now the Maker has a suit. Oh, no. Yeah, because he wasn't horrifying enough. Now he's Maker hybrid. (laughs) And he's like, well, I'm going to murder all you children now. (laughs) And the symbiotes are like, oh, oh, we're in Maker's head. Oh, this guy knows lots of things that would horrify all of you, actually. (laughs) Which means they now know about the Ultimate Universe. Yeah, oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, the Life Foundation symbiotes now know about the Ultimate Universe. And they're like, uh, yeah, also, uh, Dylan, he's super been lying to you, too, actually, <laughs> about what you are. And Dylan almost activates some powers we haven't seen before. And uh, then, uh, what is it, the heroes come up to save them. But yes, there is something about Dylan, as I assume, that will be important. Yeah, I, yeah, he's probably, like, as you said, probably some type of messiah or something. He's symbiote Jesus or something. He's, he's either symbiote Jesus, he's either a living codex, because they say his mother may have passed the codex on to him, like, mm-hmm. well, what if he just is a codex? Yeah. He's either a living codex or, and here's a crazy idea, he's a suit that thinks it's human. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't that be some shit? Yeah, Dylan yeah, is like, just like, a suit. Yo, that'd be really cool. Or he's like some suit-human hybrid. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Yeah, where it's like, actually, no, you're not my brother or my son. You're just a suit that thinks it's human and can actually change to look human. Yeah, the, 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 the real Dylan was absorbed into me or something. Yeah, in utero or something yeah. weird like that. Yeah, he was the twin that ate the other twin. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, that, oh, that'd be fucked up. <laughs> That's dark, but also like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> That's something Donny Cates would do. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, Donnie, you're going places with this, aren't you? <laughs> but yeah, Venom is cool. Venom continues to be a cool book and like uh, an actual tie-in that you probably should read because it actually syncs up mm-hmm. really well. And yeah, that's, shit the, does happen. that's the only absolute Carnage tie-in I'm reading because it's a mainline Carnage Venom book. I did pick up the Ghost Rider one, but I haven't had a chance to read it yet. Oh, okay. 
but it looked interesting because it's Alejandro, who we don't hear about as much anymore. And also Johnny Blaze and Ketch show up there, and they're also getting pushes elsewhere. So I'm like, I should read this. Yeah, okay, then. Cool. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, that was me for this week. Cool. Uh, The last book I had was Batman Universe, issue three. Oh, yes. This is the Bendis book we're actually enjoying. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Uh, I don't know where this Bendis has been. Um, yeah, so Bat- Batman uh, has obviously been taken to Thanagar at the end of last mm-hmm. issue, and here he's like interrogated, like why he's there. That he tells them he's after the egg and everything. Uh, they uh, end up wanting to help him because uh, of this egg and everything. Uh, but Onimar Sin attacks the city, uh, the Sin Eater, and then Batman's suddenly teleported back to Earth uh, to Gorilla City, which has been. Mm-hmm uh like ruined by vandal savage who came for the egg um right and then yeah he ends up teaming with hal jordan to go to dinosaur island to find the egg i love dinosaur islands yeah they and and it's fun it's fun as well because like batman's just like talking about i love dinosaurs and and i have one in my cave and he's like talking like a real person (laughs) and it's like there's a little bit of bendacy dialogue but it's it's like he's had like another writer come in and actually like fix it up because right, it actually right. it all it just sounds like a casual con- like a real casual conversation between these two friends. And I they, like that. They end up talking, they find out where Vandal's hiding the egg, they go for it, they touch it, they end up getting transported back to the 1800s and they're going to go team oh. up with Jonah Hex now. Oh shit. <laughs> okay. Like, I was already in, but now I'm, like, mega in. Yeah, well, the egg actually belonged to the Jonah Hex, and Ginny donated oh. it to a museum, which is where Riddler stole it. Okay, so Bendis is kind of, like, tying all of his shit. All right, fair enough. Yeah, it's 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 a, it's a real fun adventure book. Sounds like something. I got it. Like, again, if I'm ditching regular Superman, I should really check that out, and I mm-hmm. should also check out the Superman book by King, because you and everyone else are just giving them glowing recommendations, and I just couldn't fit them in because I was reading so many books I didn't like. I should substitute it with stuff I do like. They they would be like a a, a, a strange, like, substitute, but ones that actually make sense, where it's like these writers have, like, switched characters, yeah. and it makes it it's so much better. It's 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 uh, strangely better. Like how how does this yeah. work? <laughs> maybe they always should have been switched. As Amazing Spider-Man in the chat says, Joel just busted a nut at that moment. <laughs> yeah, I might have. I'm putting that in the highlights. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That's, oh, whenever someone subs, you need to replay that sound clip of me. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Subbed. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and also G. Willow Wilson is writing a Wonder Woman story as uh, Marvel Knight brings up. Yeah, that feels like something I should also probably pick up and read at some point. I haven't read Wonder Woman in a long time. No, and you were right into it. Yeah, it was really good, and then it just got, like, like too far behind, and it's like, oh, her brother is there, and they're fighting yeah. new gods and stuff like this. It's got to be hard coming off something like Miss Marvel, which is like one of the last new characters that actually took off and was a big deal to being all right now, you know, right. Wonder Woman, which will always be part of the Trinity, but has also never been as popular as the other two. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's got to be a hard thing to come off on. But uh, yeah, is that everything we read this week? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, uh, did you read Snoke? I actually read Snoke. Did I? Did you read what? 
Uh, did you read uh, that new Star Wars Snoke uh, one shot? Oh I yeah, yeah, did. yeah. Oh, you you read it? <laughs> I I hopped on this and then I actually enjoyed it so much. I went back and I read the Hux one too. The Hux one was so damn good. I can't remember whether I talked about that last week, but it was. I don't. Think it was did. probably the best Age of book I've read uh, out of it, like it the is. three three eras. It's so damn good. Of the two I've read, yeah, I like the Hux one way more than I actually liked the Snoke one. The Snoke one is fine, but the Hux one, you feel you actually get a better understanding of well, the character you walk away well, with it from. The Snoke one is more of a Kylo Ren book. <laughs> Isn't that the hilarious thing? It's actually way more about Kylo Ren and his trip to the Tree of Insight and what he ends up seeing. Yeah, it is It is about Hux in that like we see how much of like uh, an abuser he is of like yes. Kyler and, and like manipulator and all that sort of stuff. That stuff's pretty cool. And it is. And how it's learned behavior and how the <laughs> two of these guys have this weird, like codependent relationship where they don't like each other, but they need each other to keep climbing in the direction yeah. they need to climb it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, I liked like Ben going to uh, Dagobah and going into the, like the, the cave that Luke went into and he, he fights Luke and kills him then fights his parents but he doesn't kill them he, he like pretends oh. to uh, which yes. is really good so you see that like spark of like Ben Solo still in there which you then see in the films where he's like kind of torn with with what he wants to do and everything which, yeah it's, it was damn good I, I really enjoyed those two issues it's, it's really really weird because those two issues are like the only ones where like something of actual value happened to the character where it's like yeah they, in the in the other age of books everything was like kind of new and could happen but these ones are like with characters who are still evolving in the films so there's yeah. only so much you can do with them in terms of it's like true. creativity so they can't like the really... phasma one was just her having a fight yeah. on a planet yeah her kind of reiterating how much of a coward she is and all that sort of stuff the finn one was about like how uh, different he was from other stormtroopers stuff like that but yeah you can't really do much in terms of creativity with them but no, like these two a were a lot of that still up in the air but these two were were pretty creative they, they were really yeah, great absolutely. and yeah and showing you sides you wouldn't expect where it's like oh hux despite being part of like the uh first order and everything really doesn't like the empire because his dad was in the empire and his dad was the was a piece of shit yeah it's even it's even better because like you see like his childhood and like it's explained more in the books but he's he's basically a bastard son of an admiral yeah. like his father and like a kitchen hand or something yeah, uh, yeah. so his whole life he's been like shat on and now he's got this part piece of power and he's like taking full advantage of it yeah exactly that i'm like oh that's that's a good place for a villain to be and even with the uh with the snoke one too we we do learn one interesting piece of snoke where and that is that snoke actually really respects luke yeah yeah that they, there's they've made it like uh, a thing in like the expanded universe where it's possible that like luke and han and all that knew snoke before all this went down or like knew of him or knew what he was it sounds very familiar where he's like, hey, don't talk shit about Luke. If Luke was by my side right now as my apprentice, I'd be ruling the whole goddamn galaxy by now. I like that. It's very Empire where, where like the em Emperor, where like Palpatine, like for a time there around em uh, Empire Strikes Back, wanted Luke as his apprentice. Whereas mm -hmm. like Vader's like, oh, fuck off. You're like an old man in, a, in an iron lung. I want this like new, new, hot, new thing yeah and that snoke even still really didn't care about kyla it's like hey, you're fine you'll work as an apprentice i guess <laughs> you'll do <laughs> which i think is a much better meta thing for kylo it's like oh no one actually wanted you kylo across the board everyone <laughs> thinks you're dog shit <laughs> 
And also, don't you take that helmet with you. You're not Vader. You don't have the right to wear that. <laughs> there was a great line in that Hux one where he talks about the helmet. It's like, you, Vader wore the helmet because he needed it to breathe. breathe. You wear it to hide from your rebel scum parents. <laughs> Love that. And also adds a lot more uh, reason, too, as to why he wears the helmet. It's like, yeah, because yeah, if other New Order members found out that he was related to General Organa and Han Solo and famous rebels, yeah, they probably wouldn't take orders from him. They did a great thing about that in the book uh, Bloodlines, where uh someone leaks information that leia is related to darth vader and it like causes disrupt in the senate and everything it was really <laughs> cool yeah so yeah star star wars is good i like that one yeah. i definitely want the, the the next one is the knights of ren yes uh there's the this this coming week there's the age of resistance ray and rose and then i think the last one is the kylo ren one and then okay. we go on to yeah there's the rise of kylo ren book by charles soul yeah, and yeah, um yeah. Uh, apparently the, the the main star wars book is actually ending after this film yes, so i heard uh greg packron and two new series are going to come out of that right okay because yeah i definitely want to read the kylo one mm -hmm. and i definitely want to read the knights of ren one because it's like okay here's some shit that is canon and has not been brought up in the movies yet yeah yeah it's gonna be real cool yeah i'm all on board for that one there it's like i i really want to go back and read star wars but there's so much star wars oh, now there is so much i'm so behind on it as well and there's that new game coming out we talked about this before we start that's coming out like in november in november and we've had like one trailer yeah that's crazy yeah i'd like to see some gameplay sometime it would be good sorry what was that my headphones oh. got knocked out of my head for a second <laughs> I, just, I just said it'd, it'd be nice to see some gameplay you know before the game actually comes out it's weird maybe they're just like you know way too comfortable being like it's fucking star wars so everyone's gonna buy it yeah that's true yeah i mean I'm, i definitely want to check it out yeah it's got saw guerrera man saw <laughs> i'm down for that so uh yeah is that the show is that everything we had this week i think so yeah just over two hours Oh, well, there you go, everyone. Thank you for coming to this very impromptu uh, live show. We would have hyped it up a little more, but the idea was is that if it was a shit show and we had to go back <laughs> to doing it the old-fashioned way, you wouldn't feel too ripped off if we had talked about it all week. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it, it worked out pretty well, and maybe we'll start doing more of these. Maybe we will, yeah, definitely. Uh, thank you uh, for the big donation there that we got. That definitely yeah, helps yeah. keep the lights on here. We're going to be keeping that moving forward. Uh, as always, if you're a patron, you'll get to listen to this first before anyone else, although that might not be as quick this week because Matt's got to stop this, take the actual video stuff down, redo the audio, send it to me, and I got to put it up on Patreon. So it's a whole it's a whole big thing. Yeah. But we're going to try and get that to you ASAP. Yeah, Marvel Knight says it's great stream quality, and that's all I care about. <laughs> uh, th thank you, Marvel Knight. He is our official, unofficial audio-visual guy, always <laughs> telling us that the quality is good. It's very, that's very comforting, Marvel Knight, for people in our business to know we look and sound good and that nothing is fucked just yet. <laughs> Uh, everyone else, be sure to uh, get ready for Wednesday, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, because this is where the show goes normally for everyone else. Uh, any other projects coming up, Matt? Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, I got Oz Comic Con this weekend, so I'm looking nice. to uh, do a little video on that, uh, and that'll be up just after the con ends. Uh, I'm also looking at streaming, hopefully sometime again this week, more Greedfall <laughs> or other games. Definitely, I've got a suggestion box down on my channel, so if you've got any suggestions... <laughs> uh let me know also got a donate button down there 
Yeah, check that out. Uh, what else was I going to say? Oh, uh, if you're watching this or if you're listening to this, uh, either you've already seen it or it's just going up. But uh, episode two of Capes and Quests, my Dungeons and Dragons stream with uh, Kirk FM, Professor Thorgy, and Josh uh, is also uh, going to be up on Tuesday at 8 a.m. So be ready nice. for that. Uh, if you, if you like. Oh, man, if you liked episode one, let me tell you, episode two is going to blow you the fuck away because episode two is where we introduce the fantasy drugs and the show officially finds itself. Oh, no. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you, you also get to hear a lot of my Graham Grisham impression. I hope you like this because, oh, man, I do a lot of this. <laughs> so thank you, everyone, for watching and listening. And Matt and I will be back again next time. Maybe live. Who knows? Who knows? Probably. Maybe. Probably. So until <laughs> next time, everyone, this has been us. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.